You're listening to episode 283 of the Major Issues Podcast. In it, we are saying goodbye to CW's The Flash. Goodbye, Barry Allen. Run, Barry, run. The Major Issues Podcast starts right now. Hey everybody out there in comic book land, my name is George Serrano, aka The Don, and if you're listening to this, you can only be here for one reason, it's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast, brought to you each and every week by ComicBookClick.com, and as always, I am never alone, sir, if you could please introduce yourself. I'm your hip minority scientist, Gregory Thomas, aka GT Rebirth. <laughs> you always gotta get one. GT yes. Rebirth is here. Uh, you either need the hip minority scientist or the black science dad, which is only two actors. Yes, this is also true. Um, yeah, I we had to get GT onto this episode. Um, we're fresh off Memorial Day weekend, and we're doing an, almost an in-memoriam for one of the greatest superhero television shows, or one of the shows that started off as one of the greatest superhero television shows of all time. CW's The Flash, the longest-running live-action uh comic book show in the last 10 years i want to say how how long did did smallville go for like 11 uh, seasons, too long right <laughs> that's ridiculous <laughs> smallville did um a lot of seasons 10 seasons so hmm. from um that is 10 more than i wanted to watch 10 for 10 10 in 10 years oh so that's, that's yeah very similar but yeah for the last 10 years um the flash has been that is also a hellish like it is also a hellish film schedule if you think about it yes yes it is and they didn't smallville did it without covid so you know yeah and 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 in the um uh in the the old days of like the same schedules that the arrowverse had where you were doing like 20 episode seasons right yeah, a, yes. a, a style of, of filming that isn't quite done anymore. Right, right. Um, with Memorial Day and things being Memorial, obviously I'm a soldier, so I want to say, uh, you know, giving my thanks out to all the troops who weren't able to make it back home, all the uh, soldiers who may have lost their lives. Obviously, eternally grateful for that. Uh, as a fellow soldier myself, so just wanted to say that. Also wanted to say real quickly, rest in peace to Ray Stevenson, which that was out of the freaking blue. Like, uh, Yeah, that, that came out of nowhere. Um, Dan always wanted me to watch Punisher Warzone, so I guess I have to soon. Uh, in, 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 uh, I thought you were getting around to that. Nope. Still haven't. Still have not seen Punisher. That might be the only modern comic book movie i have not seen is punisher warzone um so yeah well that you know of yeah yeah that i know of oh and um the man thing it's like a live action man thing from like 2005 or something that i haven't checked out yet yeah uh i marvel licensed it out to i want to say like new line cinema or something like that and they, (laughs) they, they end up doing a man thing but um yeah so I just wanted to get all that stuff out of the way. I want I, to I have to come to find that there are like, like there there's almost always some sort of um indie comic that got made into a movie floating around that you don't know about because it isn't uh cape shit or something. Yes. 
hundred percent. Yeah, we covered Road to Perdition. I want to say, <laughs> which was a which was which a doesn't even sound like a comic book. No, a history of violence is a graphic novel. You yes. know, most people wouldn't think. Um, I was actually having that conversation this weekend. I was hanging out with some friends for Memorial Day, and I'm like, "What you guys think of comics?" You know, it goes far past that. And I, I just explained the uh, plot of Sex Criminals, which is <laughs> a bit bonkers. Right. And and yeah, they were quickly they quickly understood that comics were not um, all a monolith with cape stuff. But even I, with comic books, go ahead. My, my favorite one actually is uh, I'm trying to find the name of it now. I believe it's called The Assignment. This is a uh, live-action adaptation, The Assignment? Yes. Uh, this is a film called The Assignment in which a, 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 rogue, a rogue plastic surgeon, after losing her license, begins an illegal practice in which she performs unwanted surgical exper- experiments on people. Um, in one case... Uh, this this scientist performs a gender reassignment surgery on a fellow named uh Frank something. Huh. Uh, but basically, yes. Uh, this this rogue, you know, uh, unethical science woman performs a gender reassignment surgery on this guy. I think out of some sort of revenge of her. I think she may have killed. I think this guy may have killed a brother of hers or something, right? Mm-hmm. And turns this dude into a woman. Now, I remember explaining this plot to my roommate and best friend Eddie. And the best part has to do with the casting, right? Because he says to him, he says to me, "I am willing to accept a story or a comic book, or whatever, where some some science medical woman." Turns this up, turns this guy into a woman, and she gets back. And this woman dude gets back at her for revenge. I am not willing to accept that that man was turned into Michelle Rodriguez. <laughs> that is a that is a bridge too far. Um, <laughs> what a what a premise! It sounds because I guess at looted. that point too, you have to start reassessing your life because it's like. I got turned into a woman against my will, but I am hot. <laughs> I'm seeing now the transgender community was largely disappointed by the image of forced gender that. reassignment surgery and a boycott was created in response. The director responded <laughs> by stating, I wouldn't make a movie that hurt transgender people. Some of them have a tough time of it. And the last thing I want to do is make anyone's road harder. But look, I understand the concern. Is it lurid? Yes. Is it lowbrow? Well, maybe. Is it offensive? No. I'm just trying to honor the B-movies that we grew up with. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, as, like I said, adaptations in general, they're hard, man. They're hard. And I think they it, hey. it, it deals with a level of your own personal understanding of the source material, but also what the source material itself was trying to accomplish. You know, you should be trying to go for that similar goal. Um. So when people told me that they were trying to adapt, uh, you know, what I had originally heard was street level villains for the, was it, was it CW at the time or was it whatever it was before that? I can't remember what the, um, 
if the channel was still CW and all that when the Arrowverse actually first started because they were going through some name changes at the time. Um, and yeah, but yeah, I heard about Arrow and I wasn't sold on Arrow. Um, I don't know what it was. I think I only, I, you know, I th- what's funny is I think I, I don't think I ever, I, yeah, I don't think I really ever heard about Arrow until my friend was playing Injustice and he was telling me about one of the characters got a skin from the TV show. Okay. All right. And he's like, yeah, Green Arrow got turned into like the one from the TV show and it's Stephen Amell's voice and everything. I was just like, what is this? Yes, yes, yes. And I wasn't sold outright because at the time, just like it was hard to find good stuff. And at the time, I wasn't watching many long form shows. Uh, so like this was like, right. oh, yeah, this is these are 23 hour long episodes if you want to try to get into this. And I was like, I am not I'm not sold on this. Um, right. And, and it, I, it was I, enough work to, you know, to watch 30 minutes of how I met your mother. A hundred percent. And in those 30 <laughs> minutes, they're throwing they're doing so many jokes that, you know, something's got to hit. Something's going to make you stick around. Whereas yeah. some, sometimes with this stuff. Um, it doesn't work the same way. And I remember, um, I think they were just highly publicizing that they would, you know, it was going to happen. They're going to do this flash stuff. And I checked out the pilot, which dropped on October 7th of 2014. So a little bit shy, uh, this year of 10 years, but mm-hmm. I, I, I really dug it. I, honestly don't have a glowing background with the flash as a character i thought he just ran fast i thought that's where that topped out um and it was actually the show that introduced me to certain elements of the character um that he was famous for but i wouldn't have known because i don't follow the character (laughs) that makes right i thought i i found it interesting that like in my experience that the public idea of Barry is that the only thing he does fast is run? Yes. Yes. I, I didn't think, like, I didn't stop to think that he thought fast or, you know, uh, about the metabolism thing or any of that kind of stuff. Um, or, or, yeah. or at least, like, you know, the amount of punches he can land in that short of a time. Yes. Yes. Uh, and if you're Batman, I guess you could just withstand it. It's just, it's just something that you can, you can, just, <laughs> you can just deal with. Um, but I'm going to... It's his book. He can withstand anything. This is true. Um, we're going <laughs> to, uh, you know, almost eulogize The Flash, talk about some of our favorite moments and storylines. Um, sadly for me, that's going to top out at around season five. And then we're going to go to Wiki to see what they did with the rest of <laughs> with everything and see how we feel. But um, that first season, what a cool little um, plot device was the particle accelerator right particle uh-huh. accelerator explodes gives powers to barry allen but not only barry allen also creates a bunch of metahumans um in uh, central city which was a humongous deal because arrow which just came out two years prior was incredibly grounded in comparison to my knowledge yes. hadn't really introduced magic or any powers or anything like that it, it is it is the most science fiction you get out of that sort of thing for a while. Yeah, is is uh, what's going on with um, in The Flash. Yeah. Uh, Barry gets hit by lightning. I don't think he was messing with any hard water, but he was just, you know, he gets hit by lightning. Um, wakes up in Star Labs, uh, meets some of their employees, Cisco Ramon, uh, Caitlin Snow, 
and uh, the guy who runs the whole thing, my man, uh, Harrison Wells. Mm-hmm. We go through, uh, we find out a bit about his childhood. We find out that his father was arrested for the death of his mother after a strange man in yellow, Barry seems to see as a child, uh, mm-hmm. kills his mother. So his father's framed, so his father's in jail, and Barry becomes a, a CSI to hopefully you know, gain the amount of skills and, and detective work to be able to free his father. Uh, they do the most CSI stuff. Only to discover say. that investigations have to do with a lot of red tape, and you don't just get to investigate. Screw that. Yeah, screw that. Um, I think the first season, they were actually showing, like, CSI vision. Like, he was looking at, like, tank trails, like, car yes. trails, and all kinds of stuff, and like, oh, this is, you know, this is a piece of a leather boot, and that boot is only ever, you know, manufactured elsewhere. Um, right. So we get and another that. thing they probably don't teach you when you're just you know looking this stuff up is that yeah by the way they're probably not going to let you investigate the murder of your own parent <laughs> yeah that might be what's that called <laughs> conflict of interest slightly <laughs> maybe um but there was a change to uh barry especially in that mm. first episode there was a change a structural change was made by the show that i have to ask you about because literally the entire series hinges on it Okay. In the CW's version of The Flash, um, Grant Gustin, who plays Barry Allen, is adopted by Joe West, who works for the CCPD, the Central City uh, Police Department, and becomes an, the I, I adopted. I thought you were going to say is not blonde. No. No, no. no. <laughs> becomes the adopted uh, sibling to Iris West, mm-hmm. uh, uh, who we know in the comics will eventually become his wife. Mm-hmm. Were you thrown by any of this? Um, and I guess, how do you feel about that early will they, won't they between uh, Barry and Iris? Uh, the, the, the will they, won't they is such a, a, a television drama staple that it's just like par for the course at this point. 100%. Um, the, the adoption part is sort of just like, I don't know if it was something I th- thought of at the time but mm-hmm. it is so hilariously just like oh no step bro what are you doing right right yeah yeah 100 <laughs> and it and you know like in my opinion it wouldn't work without joe if sure. joe was any lesser of an actor i don't think i would have bought everything but he really does come across as a father figure on that show um he, especially he is, in season he is a one. He's a very sobering anchor in a very real world. Yes, yes. Um, and majority of, of season one, he wears his tactical cap. Uh, this this, <laughs> this <thick> cap. <laughs> he can be seeing uh, going around corners with a uh, you know handgun with. Um, alongside the Wests or the West family, we meet Eddie Thorn, who mm-hmm. is Iris's boyfriend, and. I don't know if the show. <laughs> I don't know. Every time I think of Eddie Thorn, I think of the multiple times that they show Eddie and Iris kiss in front of Barry. <laughs> <laughs> like I feel like they did that on purpose to make us antagonistic towards Eddie, who is just with his girlfriend, you know, yeah. and doesn't think to be mindful or worrisome of the girlfriend's adopted brother. <laughs> No, because... Um, also in the room. 
because 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 we know that you know or or because we we believe as the fan base that like Barry is supposed to end up with Iris, this man is in the way. Yes, what are you doing, bro? What are you doing? <laughs> it is the, um, it's your it's it's your favorite yeah, right? It's it's your favorite thing. It's it is the um the uh astronaut Jameson of it all. Yes. The other, how dare you? You know? <laughs> um You are in the way of destiny as we understand it, and you need to move, sir. <laughs> I thought Iris was, was was a bit flighty in season one. Mm. She see I almost underwritten um she starts to work for a paper. I think she writes a blog, right? She's writing a blog for, about Barry. They're doing the whole thing where they're trying to come up with a name. I think she's calling him the streak. He's yes. like, I don't want to be the freaking streak. <laughs> I want to be the Flash. <laughs> and they start doing the Batman and Gordon. He shows up, talks a little bit in the darkness. He can't see it. That's another thing. Okay, boom. He's constantly vibrating. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't, didn't know you can just move his face fast enough that you can't tell what it is. That, I thought that was a yeah. pretty cool little addition. And he can kind of, I guess, vibrate his vocal cords to sound a bit different as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, you, you got a real OG Superman Lois Lane, you know, coming through the window or, you know, coming on the on the balcony to kind of just talk real quick and then bounce out kind of yes. vibe with those two. Which also leads to the very... You know the very well well done cape shit trope of um uh, uh romantic interest is interested in the superhero but not the guy it's a, inside yeah. it that she doesn't quite know about. There's two. There's always two. There's always two tropes in this uh, scenario. Either a yes. the girl wants to bang the superhero but doesn't want to bang the man in the suit, or right. b. The girl absolutely hates the superhero, and the guy has to constantly be like, "Well, he's not that bad. I mean, he's, he's doing so his best. Bad. I mean, if you really just consider him, <laughs> he's doing the best he can." Um, we'll get to we'll and, get and, to in a really in a really awful way. You just imagine if you just imagine that, like you know, Candace just and uh, I can't. Iris just ends up saying like, "Like, well, Barry, if you'd have told me you could vibrate, I'd have considered this differently from the beginning." <laughs> Woo. <laughs> that's the my girlfriend is making the worst face. Right <laughs> they need, hey, that's some technology they need us over there at Star Labs. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, I th- this show implemented something that I didn't know was a thing because I had not watched network long form network television in, in quite some time. Yes, um, it was something that I hear was popularized by the television show Buffy where Buffy would have what was Which called was also a show you probably had not watched <laughs> no sometime. no so it was a Forever. So th- right so this was a show um that popularized the idea of having a monster of the week mm-hmm. where a a random threat would uh, you know attack our heroes and they would have to I'd, solve them right, I'd right. argue that was I don't want to say originated by cuz that wouldn't count because it's a show that we took from another country. But I would mm-hmm. argue that was also a very prevalent show from like the Power Rangers. Yeah, no, that yeah, that makes sense too. I don't know why I think it's done better here and why I didn't think of Power Rangers. I guess Fine. because I guess because in Power Rangers, it the monster of the week was always sent by the main bad guy. 
Sure, sure, sure. Whereas this was just like randos that were had meta powers and uh, would show up to mess with Barry. Um, but yeah, they, I guess it didn't seem to be an established overarching bad guy in the show until like you kind of end up doing the thorn thing. The the thorn of it all, and we're about to get the to his ass in all. a bit. We're about to get to his ass in a bit. Um, one uh-huh. thing I wanted to bring up was. I with the metas of the week, you know, you you get you get um you know one season two weather wizard stuff like that, and um I found it really endearing watching Barry grow as a hero, like learn skills sure. and learn how to implement uh, his speed and learn how to throw you know the tornado punch and all that kind of stuff. I <laughs> I really really like I really really dug all that stuff, but I also dug the introduction of some of these evil metas, but besides Dawn. Does anyone steal the show quite like uh, Captain Cold? <laughs> uh, that that guy is a is an interesting kind of actor. He's just you know he's one of those guys that's just sort of like in a room of normal talking dudes. He just has a very particular cadence. <laughs> yes, yes, he does. And I feel you know yeah. I'm I, I'm a bit uh, behind in fandom because I didn't watch Prison Break. So I'm assuming if you've seen Prison Break, not only I didn't, the, but I'd seen it. I'd seen the ad enough times to be like, "Oh, it's that dude from that thing." Yeah, <laughs> Wentworth mm, Miller. Miller. Yeah, Wentworth Miller. Um, but I guess it would have been hilarious if you did watch that to, for them to be Captain Cold and Heatwave, respectively. Yes, because uh, I had known Heatwave from something else that you would probably recognize if I said it to you. Blade. Yes. <laughs> He's Dracula. <laughs> yes, I was like, "Oh, it's the Dracula guy from the Blade movie." Dominic Perel, the, the only one I had seen at the time because it had Triple H in it. Yes, yes. Even though there were two vampires on the roster at the time, yeah. But you know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I love Captain Cold in this. I think um, I I thought he was a great addition and. I really like establishing, he, you know, he does establish his rogues. We get Golden Glider in this. Um, mm-hmm. There's some beef because Cisco made the, the cold gun. And, you yeah. know, I think, I think uh, Harrison Wells chews him out over it. Um, I really like Cisco. Like, I'm talking about, like, I'm watching season one. And I'm really digging the Cisco character. He, mm-hmm. he lightens things up uh, with his pop culture references. It's very dorky science shirts. He's just genuinely, uh, Carlos Valdez is just genuinely a entertaining and um, brings a lighthearted presence to the show, but definitely in season one. I appreciate that his, like, his, his sort of nerdy, silly demeanor becomes their, like, just a really easy vehicle to have reasons to name all these people. I forgot about that. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, Cisco is the reason why majority of these rogues get a name because he's so dorky. He kind of comes up with geeky names for them, which makes more sense than in universe people being going like that guy's Captain Cold and that guy yeah. is Golden Glider, and you know, like yeah, that's that doesn't. It, it's know. a thing that happens a lot in TV shows because like like comic books are so campy that just people just show up and they name themselves and nobody thinks anything of it, but everyone on TV and in film just get most of them get named by other sources. Yeah. You know, they either get named by a news broadcast or 
or whatever like hot headline that a random newspaper gets put out right. or some other person most of the time they don't name themselves unless they're batman because they're crazy it's all about the branding bro He's like, I want you guys to get this right on the first time. No, I don't want to be the, I'm not the bat, you know, man of I bats. I need people to know I am Batman. <laughs> yeah, I'm not man of bats. You need to get you need to get this right. Um, you know, like if Superman just called himself Superman, you're like, you think highly of yourself, asshole. Hey, 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 yeah, he got this. He got there. He got there first. <laughs> we deal with. Um, all these rogues, we also ultimately find out that the biggest bad is sitting right there. Another Buffy term, uh, the big bad, the big villain of the season or even the uh, show, you know, depending on mm. how big of a bad. But we find out that the man who killed Barry Allen's mother um, is a time traveler called Diego Barton, who's gone back in time and is now stuck in the current timeline and is using the body of Harrison Wells to uh, do his bidding. His his plan is to cause another particle accelerator explosion, get Barry to, you know, be a good enough speedster to, you know, start that all back up so he can get back home to his timeline and possibly yes. kill Barry again or, <laughs> you know, go yeah. back to that. Uh, talk to me about that arc. It's not a shoe that drops. I almost want to say in the first episode we see that, that, he like stands up from the wheelchair um and talk to me about the that's in mechanism. his like, tech cave right yeah talk to me about the mechanism of letting us in before the uh, protagonist did you uh, like that or you would have rather been... i like it i think it's always one of those things where it's like i think it's a i guess the word i might look for is it's a, it's an underrated trick to have like the viewers know even though everyone else doesn't know because then it just changes how you how you watch everything you're just like oh no don't do this for him barry don't do the thing yeah he's manipulating you i i uh, i like i do like that i do like that we had a bit of had a bit of an edge on that yeah and because then when you don't know when you start you start sort of like consolidating all these relationships into what you think they are and then they hit you with the twist and you're just you find yourself wondering like you start asking yourself a lot of questions about the relationships and what they meant and what they were based on the way they were presented to you yeah when they're sort of presented to you as so overly genuine and then like you're not really understanding reactions, but that we get the that we get the inside on Eobard Dawn for so much when everyone else doesn't, um, is good. It's also great for the tension, you know. It's like uh it's the old Hitchcockian uh idea of um of tension where it's like you don't you don't just set off the bomb, you tell the people a bomb is there and watch them tick tock count down the seconds. Yeah. And like we said, it's revealed in episode one. So you know it all has to come back around. Um, I, this is also the season, I want to say this is the season that introduces the idea that Flash sometime in the future will just disappear. Yes. Banish in a crisis. Which, mm-hmm. to even tease that at the time in which they did the first season of The Flash is bonkers. It's absolutely bonkers. That would be like hinting at Endgame in, in Iron Man. You yeah. know? Um, but 
I loved Eobarthorn as a villain. I think, all right, okay, I'll say I thought. I thought the name Reverse Flash was ridiculous. I like the man mm-hmm. in yellow a bit more because it sounds ominous, right? <laughs> the man in yellow. Oh, we have to stop the man. We got, I've got to find the man in yellow. The man um, in yellow. Reverse Flash was a bit, it sounded a bit crazy, but Harrison, or I should say Tom Kavanaugh, played mm-hmm. the character with such a coldness and such an anger, such a pettiness, that I was able to almost put that those mannerisms, and they're all there on the page of any Eobard Dawn uh, story in the Flash comic, you know? But this show was educating me an episode at a time yeah. about the source material in a way that I hadn't been before. And of course, like I said, again, you go back and read, not everything links, you know? Um, but... The most important aspects of the character, in my opinion, the most important aspects of the character and his rogues gallery were shown in this. Having that moment in season one where Barry saves all, I think there's like a truck full of villains or something. Mm -hmm. And then he just lets Snart go because Snart's like, yo, like, you don't chase me, I don't chase you. Like, it doesn't have to be. It does, you know, for blood, and it doesn't have to be like a blood feud. (laughs) Like, I just got things to do and you want to stop me, but like, you know, so it doesn't have to be. It was. It's the first because some I had heard about that about the rogues in general, that there were a, a set of villains that had a code. I'm like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. And then in this show, I kind of get to see. You know, uh, Snart okay, yeah. has a code. Like, no killings. No. Yeah, but to, I'd never seen a hero and a villain be like, like we don't have to do this right now. <laughs> you know, like when Snart tells uh, Barry that as the Flash, I and he tells him. I think he tells him like, I know you're. I know you're Barry Allen. I'm not gonna. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm not gonna tell anybody. Um, were you? How did you feel about that whole like? I mean, we're we're we've just we're doing it in Arrow. We've done it in all these shows. The whole idea that you know, um, the secret identity, I guess, of it all. After you deal with MCU, for for the most part, that's not a big thing. Characters like Spider-Man, you know, but for the most part, everyone knows who each other is. Uh, yes. Was it a big deal to, for the constant like? I gotta keep my secret identity. I've gotta run. I guess it's easier for him, right? Because he just can run. Pshum, pshum. It wasn't a big deal for me because, like, I guess it was just it was just one of those things you're just used to, and it's par for the course. Um, yeah. I've I've made a comment about this with the MCU and and and, and the lack of uh, uh, secret identities. Mm-hmm. Um, is that most of them don't have a family? Yeah, they don't, and, and and thus not have a normal life or a convention for a normal life, right? Like yeah. Steve's not getting a nine so to like, five or a or a or a loan, or yeah, like, the idea that like the idea that like I have to maintain the secret identity so nobody comes after the people I love and my real one is like, well, no, they don't really have that. They just have each other. Yeah, they're yeah they're their friends family. are their other superhero friends, and their family is that whole bundle of guys. You know, the only one that seems to have a family outside of this is Spider Man, and uh, that's, that that went well for him. Um, <laughs> not having uh, or having secret identities in the Flash, though the Arrowverse in general, leads to one of the most um, uh, you know comical moments I remember in the first season, where Iris straight up tells Barry that she'd bone uh, Ollie, um, but, <laughs> you know, like. Because and she, I think he said something about like, uh, she, she like he's on her, her cheat list, like people that she's allowed to cheat on Eddie with, right, or something ridiculous <laughs> about that, 
But I, I bring that up because Ali, she says that because Oliver's in town. We get a crossover, a live action big boy crossover. <laughs> you, do you remember that first crossover? Flash V Arrow, uh, Roy G. Bivolo, the Rainbow Raider. Um, God, was that his name? Yes, Roy G. Bivolo. Oh, For those who don't know, that's the that's uh, really colors of the me. rainbow. That's the colors of the rainbow, Roy. You know, red, orange, yellow, G, and then Bivolo. The other colors you guys people know you people know but um green blue okay. indigo violet do you remember that crossover um vaguely because i think i don't see it till later yeah because the fir- first crossover i see is the uh the the weird one because it's also a channel crossover with cbs and cw oh okay okay i think that's season two yeah um so i i uh, um Put that same episode that you're talking about, or the episode that comes after, I think, or no, before the one you're talking about, and this episode where he crosses over with Ali in the same kind of camp because it's the one episode where they go heal. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the one episode where they say mean things, and you know because another entity is controlling them. But right. you know, Rainbow Raider is able to use colors to uh, change people's emotions. So the emotional spe- the introduction of the emotional spectrum, or as close as we're ever going to get to it in the Arrowverse. Yes. I didn't even think about it that way, but now that my mind is blown, but um, uh, somewhere John is screaming. Yes, he is. They're they're using this to aff- he's using this to affect people's minds. He's a criminal. He's using it to rob banks, etc. And so forth. He ends up doing this to Barry. They call it being whammied, and mm-hmm. um. He uh, it, it leads to another one of my favorite moments in season one, uh, because this whole time we're meant to feel bad for Barry because of the stuff that's going on with Eddie and Iris. And when he goes heel, he just as the flash rips Eddie out of the car while Eddie and Iris are driving and like punks him out. <laughs> it's the craziest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. He's like, what? Why are you always because they had just created a, a metahuman task force. So he pulls him out of the car. He's like, what's up now? Where's your task force at now, right? You need a task force for me? And then um, we get Oliver as uh, the Green Arrow, Stephen Amell, facing off against the Flash. Again, big boy crossover. uh, A pretty cool uh, little fight. And you get to see everybody else interact. um, I think Diggle Diggle and um, Cisco are trying to pace the bet on who's going to win. <laughs> you know, because they don't both know their boy so well. Um, totally the thing you should be doing in this moment. I think Felicity and him had already started a thing. Barry and and uh, Felicity smoke from Arrow. They um, went on a date because this all would have been of a thing, really. Because isn't it just like one episode? I think it is one episode. And I know it's pre-spivot, so it's not in season two. Yeah, but then, um, like, I, I, I almost want to go watch, watch that one because I think, I think people like them better. I remember specifically at one point Wells, like a creep, tries to find out who Green Arrow is to mm-hmm. Felicity. Yeah, and she like shuts him down, like in a way that she was kind of sussing out. You know, uh, that this guy wasn't all that he seems. I remember right. that being really, really cool. Um, but watching... Actually, now that I think about it, I feel like 
the fan base has liked every um coupling that Barry is in except Iris. And it's 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 weird because they <laughs> there was there's the first set of backlash against Candace Patton, who plays Iris West, was that she did not look like the comic book version of Iris. Now, the smaller thing, you know, the smaller uh, reason why she didn't look alike was because she wasn't a redhead. She wasn't a ginger. (laughs) But the bigger reason was because she was black as opposed to being white. Mm -hmm. So when the first set of backlash happens, everyone instantly goes to, well, you only dislike this character because she's black. Whether or not she is written well kind of doesn't matter because we've also had not written well other characters that people are in the especially in the Arrowverse. Loru. I think Loru as a character has committed more atrocities <laughs> than Iris oh, West. Man. She's just cringy. Her lines are cringy. The, her storylines that they give her are cringy and we're, we're, we're going to get to there because right now we're kind of digging Iris in season one. Um, okay. But once things start to get corny, start to get cheesy, people start to have actual criticisms. But then, you know, we are, you know, you, you, there's already a vocal minority who don't like her for the wrong reasons. Yes. And then there's now there's another minority that doesn't like her for valid reasons or doesn't like the character, I will say, for valid yeah. reasons. Um, and kind of poorly written. And it put, like the show and Grant Gustin himself, like it called them to the carpet and he stood by her regard and stood by the show. And no one, I would never have wanted a recasting. I just think that they end gamed it too fast. Uh, something very similarly happens. Have you watched the office? I haven't, but go on. I know the there's characters. A, there's a, there's right. a prominent, there's a prominent will they or won't they that gets answered fairly soon about in the first third of the of the series and I have, I have an idea of who you're talking about yeah um i i i really some part of me is like i you know it ended 10 years ago i want to say and i should just be able to fucking just say what happens without anyone caring is it the <laughs> is it the, the, the Krasinski couple yeah yeah okay yeah so they get together and they get to Boy, did they, one of those succeed and the other one did less yeah yeah, just a, fair, a, bit, a bit less. Um, <laughs> who was in Blades of Glory, though? I wonder if what? you... Really? Uh, yeah, she was in Blades of Glory. So, um, they get Oh, you together. said she was. Okay, I think, I think you said... Uh, oh, Krasinski was. No, that would have been hilarious. Uh, spoiler alert for the next 30 seconds of The Office. Um, so, they... Um, will they or won't they in the first season in the second season he gets a transfer so they're separate from each other so they can ponder what how they really feel then uh in the third season he comes back um and by the end of the third season they're like dating and then like the fourth season is about um them getting married and then her being pregnant it basically goes fairly without um you know trouble by the time they get to like season nine, they just start introducing weird tension and weird, uh, you know, plot drama for plot drama's sake. Of course. Um, very similarly, very similarly, I feel like what happened in this show 
And it almost makes me wonder if they got to them too fast. Or uh, maybe, maybe may- because no, I was just gonna say. I uh, on top of that theory, I, I wonder if um, they felt like they had to end game it to cement, you know, their stance on <laughs> this direction and not tease anybody with like, don't get happy about with him and Patty. Don't get happy with him and Felicity. Right. You know like this, we're going where you think we're going, and whether you like it or not, you know, whether you're a fan of the original comics or not, we are doing Iris West Allen. Um, sure. Which isn't helped by the fact that the that the the previous show will, by the way, pivot strongly from what you know to be oh, the yeah. end game. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, maybe it was a different tack. You know, they're like, we're not yeah. we're not doing that over and over and over again. So um, like, you know, the, when when Arrow is is in fact pivoting far away from the comic book canon of his romantic uh, endeavors. <laughs> the Flash stayed the course, maybe more than people wanted. <laughs> which also, which also makes that that double wedding seem more petty, right? <laughs> it's just like, uh, yeah, Can't it, win for losing. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm just gonna, we're just gonna, yeah, we're just gonna pair all this up. Uh, but I, I found an optimism. In the Flash, okay. that I wouldn't say I found again until Superman and Lois. Interesting, um, and it isn't just. I, I I start I get I feel like with with both of those shows, I started to realize that it wasn't optimism for optimism's sake that um, I I wanted to see or that I enjoyed watching, but more mm-hmm. so optimism. You know, through adversity through situations that like are dire and would just make you be pessimistic or pragmatic at that time and just be like okay it's uh, we're we're it's over like you know like it's freaking over yeah, i feel like yeah, i get yeah. that from cap as well like giant hole in the sky it's <laughs> yeah it's not it's not just it's not just um being uh optimistic but understanding I, I guess that's what courage is, right? Is, am, I, like, am I describing courage? Am I describing bravery? Like, <laughs> you might a person be. understanding the risk and still choosing to uh, go through firefighters, forward. soldiers, and yeah, and, yeah. and, and, and all that. Um, I didn't see that exemplified in ways like uh, with uh, The Flash and with Superman um, mm-hmm. and Superman and Lois. Ali was killing for revenge. You know, we've seen the Punisher coming for revenge. The X Men are like uh, superheroes, but people throw things at them. <laughs> we've seen other super. You know, Blade is killing the undead. Like he's a half undead killing the undead. There wasn't much much in optimism when it came to live action portrayals uh, of this kind of stuff. And Grant Gustin's portrayal of Barry Allen is one I'm always going to remember for. Besides the occasional, like I, I very much pair his. Um, characterization to steve rogers like besides the occasional um like the most he'll ever be so steve rogers if he you like just states scrawny yes in the sense that the most um like he you'd only laugh at him because he might be a little outdated or he Mm -hmm. might be a little bit too goody two shoes but they never the joke is never about him you know 
Like Captain America walks around as a, in, dressed in a big American flag. <laughs> yeah, but he gets yeah, people's it's, respect it's, still. You know what I'm saying? The joke. It is not subtle. Him. Yeah, the joke's never about him though. Like it's not about how his his morals or his values. No, his you know. In in fact, that in fact, it gets to the point that if you if you meet someone who who believes that that is what the joke is about, you know they'd never read it. A hundred percent. And and <laughs> you're the, just giving yourself away the show gave me a, a barry that i would side with against an ollie on occasion you know sure. where i'm like where sometimes people see superman as limp-wristed against batman you know right I, um and so like i totally dug that um we gotta talk about because like I, I think we're gonna spend the most time on these earlier seasons and kind of just blaze through the the last ones but we got <laughs> we got to talk about oh I, this is the reason why i saw the flash i didn't see it during the premiere okay i didn't either i was going through it around this yeah. time <laughs> there was a lot of stuff going on in life i had just came back from the military i was gonna say um, had you just gotten out i was gonna ask you just gotten out i would have been i would have been like out a year and a half okay um, uh, uh, the month after I got back from um, the military, which was a month, bef- it was two weeks before uh, after I got back from Iraq the second time. Um, we got hit with Hurricane Sandy, and it took my car and my my clothes and like my military paperwork. It took all my stuff, so Welcome I had back. to like, yeah, <laughs> I had to get a job, you know, immediately following to replace stuff. But I also couldn't do it. I couldn't get any military uh uh points because i didn't have my paperwork right so you know so i'm working at best buy i'm like stressed out all this kind of stuff and because i'm working long days and i'm sometimes working mornings doing setup i get into listening to podcasts and mm-hmm. um i end up listening to kevin smith's podcast and all he's doing on this podcast is blowing the flash he's blowing this show <laughs> and he's blowing this show and i'm like uh, it's whatever he blows a lot of things right then the video comes out kevin smith is watching the finale of the flash and he is crying he oh is that's the, oh that's the crying balling. Kevin. yeah he's mm-hmm. bawling and i'm like yeah all right you know it is yeah okay it is what it is he, again st- uh emotional stoner he's just gonna <laughs> he's gonna let it let it all out whatever he's hiding it's in. not that big a deal kevin's no. just high no 100 percent <laughs> that finale, bro. Gosh, one of the best finales of anything I have seen in the sense of that entire season. Like I almost wanted right. to lock that season in a box right then and there. You know, your mind goes to where the show goes after that. But wow, for an arc, um, it's probably uh, one of those things where, if, like, if you were to time capsule examples of like superhero television, it's just like season one. Yes. I tell people all the time. I tell people all the time. Season one, of the flat. They would ask me why I decided like to do all this, and obviously that this was um, like one of the main, the Arrowverse in general, because it was so much content coming out that I wanted to talk about, uh, which is like why all of this is a bit of a sore spot for me. <laughs> but um, I guess Flash, Flash has been like on the ground kicking for a while, so this is a bit like putting something out of his misery, but. Um, yeah, when like all that other stuff started getting canceled left and right, it was a uh, very weird time. But back when we only had two shows, and back when I was watching one of those shows finales, 
um, having Eobard confess to having some affection towards Barry now because he has had to pretend to have affection towards Barry as Harrison Wells. And now mm. he has helped train him. He has helped him get through bad times. <laughs> he right. has, like, the, the man that he has been, you know, uh, tunnel visioned to hate and, and find and figure out not only has been there the entire time, um, but now you guys are in a weird kind of kind of mentor uh, mentor <laughs> relationship. What do you think about that? Them addressing that whole thing with the twist and um, that whole I think it's like a monologue that uh, Tom Cavanaugh does about how he's led this entire team and they can't they, they can't lie about it. Um. Well, firstly, I, I think I it's important for me to to point out that like. This was a revelation for me in a sense that I'd only known Tom Cavanaugh to be a goofball. Right. He did. He was in Yogi Bear, wasn't he? Uh, he may have been. Um, I, I've known him. I knew him to have done several episodes um, as uh, I forget his first name, uh, but the lead character of Scrubs is brother. Okay. Uh, Let's see if I can find that. Uh, I know his last name's Dorian. Okay, but like, he's the brother of of the of the lead character, um, and and he was he's he was in a few like like silly movies and it's like I've only known him to be a comedy actor, so like it was it was a Dan Dorian. Dan, okay, yeah, and like it was a, it, it was a crazy revelation to me to see him play this like really dramatic role, like it almost like 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 from promotion to sinister. Yeah, I was like, and just to watch him knock it out. I was like, okay, this is not what I expected. <laughs> I again, the character's name Reverse Flash. I thought it was a terrible name, but. They did what I love with villains. They made him threatening. They gave yeah. him those those yellow eyes. They um, kind of dirtied up the suit. Like the the design of the suit is different in the in the comics. It's just the Flash's suit with you know where where it's red is yellow and you know vice versa. This was like a yellow Flash suit that was like getting dirty or you know like uh, almost getting corrupted. Like the bottom to almost his waist is black. Yeah. Now he has an all yellow suit. But the bottom, like his whole waist is black. There's parts of it that are a bit more rougher, rougher around the edges. Um, and then he had the voice because he was doing the same thing that Barry was doing. Um, I think it's, it's, it's which is actually interesting because it's almost one of those things where it's like, um, to to borrow one of these internet meme phrases, it's one of those things where people are so flighty about like them not being a one-to-one recreation of the comic book suit but it's just like no 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 wait 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 let them cook with this yeah they're doing something yeah 100 percent. like if it if, if it serves a reason i mean we, we've been knocking off about go boots and now we got go boots on episodes we don't watch yeah, yeah. <laughs> did it really matter did the boots matter man <laughs> no they didn't <laughs> um, you get this you get this moment 
this entire episode, bro, is seared in my in my brain because after this, he's like, I just need you to help me do this particle accelerator shit, and yeah, I'll go to the future, and you do what you gotta do, and it'll be what it is. Matter of fact, once that's open, go you go save your mom. Just go do that, and I'll go take off. I got a little time sphere for my friend yeah. Rip Hunter or something like that. And uh, I'm gonna go know, take like, off. The best that. thing about it is apparently that that there is an honest moment where they suggest that Harrison Wells did come to care about these people. Yeah, the affection. Yeah, 100%. And yeah, I, uh, the thing is, Cisco was straight up betrayed, whereas Barry's only known this guy for a couple months. Cisco has worked under this guy. They, so, like, respected him as a mentor. Right. And in some timelines, was killed by this man because they explore the elements of time travel in, in that first um, sure. season that I didn't know anything about. When it came to Flash, besides the the um, story Flashpoint, which I thought was a like so extreme that that's why that happened. Like he ran so much because of his mother that he went through. But um, I see, I, I think it's it, it would have been so easy to just like portray him as the evil person who finally got the thing he wanted and is ready and is just ready to go. But like he's he spends the end not only giving the main character the thing he wants and feeling bad about some of the things he had to do to get what he wanted, but also, oh, by, by the way, I totally recorded a confession. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's going to he's gonna help father out. He's going to help him out. I think he straight up says he's proud of him. Yeah. You know, or something like that. And Barry's not trying to hear any of it, but when he hears that he has the opportunity to save his mother, the one thing we know has been a driving force for his entire life, for his career, all that stuff. Um we get an amazing sequence where he goes back in time and is going to attempt to stop reverse flash from killing his mother, but is stopped by another version of, of himself uh, who tells him not to. And um, he chooses to not only let his mom die, but be in the room for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so he can comfort her while she died, <laughs> which if you haven't seen it sounds crazy but if you have it's like one of the most genuinely emotional moments of the arrowverse and it's where kevin smith lost his shit um but yeah knowing that the only way you could save everybody that you love is to let somebody else you love die when you have a chance to to change it was a level of sacrifice like i guess that's another thing I don't want to hear optimistic advice from people that I know have never had to work or sacrifice. You know? <laughs> I don't want to know because right. you don't get it. But the reason why I think characters like Spider-Man who are constantly getting shit on <laughs> are so aspirational is because they, you know, they go through what they go through and still choose to be good. Mm-hmm. And Barry in this moment chose the world knowing he could, you know, that reverse flash would be free. He chose the world over saving his mom. And uh, yeah, you have that very touching scene of those two. Um, And I I, I think it's almost like. um, It's almost really disappointing, despite the the narrative uh, uh, backflips and cartwheels that they do to almost to almost. uh, Connect those dots. Not to connect the dots, but to suggest that they are almost completely different people that like right. 
the ways to get more Harrison Wells reverse flash villainy almost undercuts everything that character does in that last episode. Yeah. Yeah. I also think that while I praise, you know, especially that specific particular scene between Nora and um, Barry, Mm -hmm. I think most people did. And I think uh, so many people did (laughs) that uh, it caused the actress to be brought back. I got nothing against the actress, but the way they choose to bring her back and the character that she plays in further seasons, I think mm-hmm. becomes a, a hindrance on the on the entire show. Uh, so, yeah, sometimes you learn the wrong lessons. But um, I love Barry making that choice, coming back through the like time portal to punch Dawn in the face. Flying fist. Yeah, I love um, Eddie sacrificing himself because it's Eddie Thawne and he's a, he finds out he's, you know, uh, related to Reverse Flash. So if he kills himself, he effectively ends the uh, bloodline. Um, mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. Jay Garrick's what helmet. That, what did that turn out to be an empty gesture? <laughs> yes. Jay Garrick's helmet was pretty cool. Coming through the yeah. thing, I recognized that. So that was totally that was didn't get cool. it when it first happened. No, I, I that's no. the one thing I, I recognize, and I can't remember why, but I recognized that, and I was like, "Oh wait, but, but how? Like, what, what is he dead? Like, I was like, sitting there trying right. to figure out figure out what was going on with that." Um, and and yeah, uh, it's like, well, Eddie's dead. The guy we didn't want around because he was in the way of our hero and and the and, and the girl and, is and dead. his destined love interest. Yeah, she's dead. Um, uh, uh, great, great stuff all around. Um, and then we get to season two, and oh no! And then matter of fact, all of it. Then he breaks through, and then because of the weird time fight punch opening of the portal stuff, there's a black hole coming. You know, yes. and it's about to destroy everybody. And Barry's like, "Nah, I gotta try." They're like, "You'll die." He's like, "I don't give a damn." And I was like, "Yo, this is the greatest show." The music is swelling. Another thing we gotta talk about. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a bit over. It. I'm a bit over it now because they they've done it to death. Even like the dorky sciencey music <laughs> stuff. But at the time, I thought this was the most banging superhero soundtrack of all time. The yeah. way they were able to do their somber stuff for the hallway talks, and then the uh, speed it up and the percussion when you when they wanted to make it tense or make a fight look tense or an action scene look tense, um, and especially like in this moment, you know, like everyone's telling him what the odds are and what will happen <laughs> if he uh, fails, and he's like, I gotta try, and they ended on that cliffhanger, um, mm-hmm. aw- awesome stuff, I. I bought that season. I have it on DVD somewhere. Um, nice. And to get you know gearing up for season two. Season two, I thought start off well. He comes comes back out of the hole. Uh, we meet Pat, Patty Spivet, who works with him as a CSI, and they're kind of crushing. But he can't tell her that he's the Flash. Um, they uh, Wally West shows up in season two, but no Kid Flash oh. yet. Um, we meet Zoom. Who we find out is bringing Earth two metas through portals. Um, uh, I want to say uh, for the composer who happens, who is uh, I believe Blake Neely. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what other show was doing this, but like, like way to sort of master the uh, the sort of outro uh, motif. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And it's just like like that that those end up being the the sounds you just associate with moments in in the show. Hundred percent. Uh, to the point where you can just put them at the end of anything. It's just like, like I love when a tense moment happens on a wrestling show, and I just yeah, yeah. Um, and Flash is always, but I I think that theme is great. I think the reverse Flash theme is great. Um, and I like, I like the weird rattle. They gave the reverse flash, right? Whenever he shows up, there's mm-hmm. like a, a weird like warble in the music. <laughs> and um, I, I think it adds so much to all this. And so we get Zoom. We get Tony Todd. Yes. Doing the voice of Zoom. Amazing stuff. Um, the character looks more like the Black Flash of Death than he does any Zoom. And so we're like, okay. So we're thrown off. And then we meet Jay Garrick. So now we're like super thrown off because Jay character and like also in a super dark suit. Uh, because uh, Caitlin Snow's a boyfriend at the time had passed away. She starts <laughs> flirting around with, with this strange man from another world. Um, <laughs> but they had the balls in season two to interest, introduce the multiverse. Hell of a concept. Um, obviously, things have done it before. But what do you think about bringing it to the mainstream like this? At least, you know, they were getting like 3 million viewers a week. You know, at the time, I, um, while I got on with it quite well, I didn't trust other people to do so. Yeah. I thought it was going to be too much for a lot of people. Um, I think it still is. Yeah. And season one, they did a lot of time travel and time travel plus multiverse is a lot. Yeah, that's a lot yeah. of stuff. Because in this season, we're getting flashbacks from Earth Two simultaneous with like, <laughs> yeah, and and like both those things almost have have need you to trust people to be watching all of the shows. Yes, yeah, but this literally opens the rabbit hole for this multiversal doppelganger uh, madness that we'll deal with. I think up up until the end. Um. But no, no, okay. This actually the the issue doesn't come up until about season three of the Flash. Oh, okay. With um, time travel. Oh, oh, oh! I think I know. Yes, I think I know who you're talking about. Um, we meet Harry Wells because again, they learned the wrong lesson from season one, which was that Tom Cavanaugh was amazing. So we need to keep him around. <laughs> we need more and, Tom Cavanaugh. And find something like. It, but then again, if that's his greatest villain, it would have been kind of weird for him to defeat him in season one. Sure. Uh, but he also could have come back as Matt Lencher. But it, again, we love Tom coming up. They put him in a very weird position, basically. Yes. What do you think of the creation of the character of Harry Wells? I think he's the most prominent Wells uh, doppelganger. Are you a fan? I think it's good drama. Like you're, 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 uh, you're kind of forced to deal with the face of this man who betrayed you, even though they're not the same person. But he's still a, but he just happens to be as much, if not bigger, of a dick. Uh, he does, and as you were saying that, I was just thinking, like nodding in my head and agreeing until I remembered that at one point he's working with Zoom because Zoom is threatening him or something like that. So yeah. he's simultaneously also being betrayed by the same man who wears the face of the man who also betrayed him yeah. <laughs> <laughs> once ago, uh, a long time ago. 
uh, which is pretty funny. Um, we go to Earth 2, we hear more about Earth 2, which introduces characters like Jesse Quick, mm-hmm. uh, Killer Frost. Mm-hmm. Se- season 2 is when um, Cisco starts to vibe for the first time. Yeah. And it's just, um, and he doesn't have any tech and he has to kind of make glasses that um, allow him to uh, be able to see or control um, being able to see the future. Is that what it is? I'm pretty sure it's more complicated than that, but I can't remember exactly what the description of his vibe powers are. So don't hate me. I people. can't either. Um, Barry's dad. Gets this is, this is Zoom, also right? one of those things that really starts to stretch your... um really starts to stretch your uh ability to sort of tolerate how, how many of these characters and 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 then superhero characters are going to throw into the show especially right. when you're dealing with guys who are like B and C characters you've probably never heard of so they may as well have been made up by the show yeah i think it it's like they would just find an amazing thing and then be scared they were going to ruin it or be like, like they, they almost were tripping over themselves because with um, the Hunter Zolomon, Jay Garrick of it all, people sussed out what the situation was. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty, pretty early on, they sussed out that the villain is probably that weird guy that showed up and he's saying he's Jay Garrick. <laughs> and so the show went to several lengths to kind of prove to us that it wasn't him, which yeah. did nothing but confuse fans when it was then revealed that it was him. Yeah. Ultimately. And I think the series uh, suffered because of that. I could see that. That season, 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 sorry. I don't think it was the worst season. We'll, we'll get there. But um, I think that that was the first beginning to me starting to say, oh, they're like, this is something that they're writing as. Like they can hear the fan base as they write the the rest of this. Like they're trying they're trying to keep up with Tumblr as they write it, which is something I didn't know was a thing. I think they turn in the first half of the season when it premieres, yeah, and then they write the rest of it as the season as the show progresses, making changes as they see fit. Um, and dangerous yeah, game. Like I said, sometimes learning the wrong lessons. Dangerous game. One hundred percent. What do you think of Zoom as a as a character? Um, I thought it was a lot better when he just kind of like left the mystery of it and just played into like the the ter- the, the terrorism of it all. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I would have been fine if Zoom never unmasked. That's fair. Uh, the black suit's very cool. Yeah. Um, uh, the whole idea with like bringing back Thawne works out very well for me um i totally get the <laughs> the silliness of just like whenever there's a mystery villain you just start going like oh who's this character that we've never seen before yeah Surely. i call it the august heart <laughs> you know uh, hey why do you have august heart oh there's a new killer in town i wonder who it is <laughs> <laughs> uh, um that you mentioned uh thorn mm-hmm. i love in this season when barry goes back in time to try to find something out from thorn 
And Tony's like, like, what do you think? Like, you think I didn't know it was you? Like, <laughs> come back in time and like handcuff him to a to a uh, thing, and then he finds out that he lost. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, fine, whatever, bro. Um, I thought that was I thought that was really really cool. I thought going back and and uh, going to Earth Two was cool when you saw Dorky Dorky uh, Barry and um, Cop Iris. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Actually, like the, the that time travel thing is so weird too, because like to some degree you have to assume that like season one Wells is this already happened to? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, they do stuff with Zoom in the beginning, like you said, that makes him feel more of like a force of nature and less like a like a. I guess a drug addict. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Tony> eventually <laughs> ends up becoming somebody on velocity. <laughs> 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 that must have been his stage direction. They're like, mm-hmm. Mr. Sears, have you ever uh, done cocaine? That's what, we, <laughs> that's what we need right now in this moment. Um, but like, oh, I just have wonderful. You know how like you remember Bane just beating the hell out of Batman and Dark Knight Rises. Like that's just something that's like yes. seared in your mind. One of the things that's seared in my mind is Zoom dragging Barry around Central City and like bringing him to the cops and being like, "You see, <laughs> I got like whatever." Um, I think he has like a finger up his back or something like that. He like pokes him in the back at one point and like disables him because we start the flash trope of once per season he has to lose his powers for the budget. Yeah, I guess. God, um, he loses his speed so many times. So many times. I think this season two is when we start, when we get Grodd. No, season okay. one is when we get, when Not, get Grodd. I think, it's, I think it's a season one. I think it's a season one. We get more Grodd. I love Grodd. I love Grodd, Grodd as a character. Grodd, no like banana. <laughs> I really like Grodd as a character. He's like... Not fully three dimensional, like you know, he's not like all the way there in this yeah. backstory. He's still kind of weird and crazy, but just the right amount of comic book crazy for me at all times in the comic books, um, and especially on this show. I really mm-hmm. like that they uh, included a big ass CGI gorilla. <laughs> um, big deal for back then. The two big crossovers for this season are we basically. Do an entire backdoor pilot to Legends of Tomorrow. Yes. Uh, where we meet the Hawk people, because uh, Cisco's been digging on one that's been working at the coffee shop. Um, you know, we bring in uh, Heat Wave and Captain Cold. Rip Hunter shows up. What's his face shows up? Um, the many L's of Cisco Ramon. <laughs> I was just thinking of the um, of uh, Gypsy. Um, yeah. Uh, gosh, what's his, what's the, um, Rip Hunter, the Adam. Uh-huh. Yes. A- Adam is Arrow. I'm trying to think who else came from the Flash. Oh, but, you mean from the cast? Yeah. Because it would have been Heatwave, uh, uh, Captain Cold, Hawk Girl, seemingly Hawk Man, because that was her lover or whatever. Technically, yes. <laughs> um... I think that's it. I think that's it as well. And well, then no, because then you get Firestorm. Yes. Oh, yes, you're right. Firestorm, which also introduces season two. Yes. So, yeah. So basically, Legends is a bunch of metas from the from from Central City and um, 
the and one and a canary <laughs> and the Adam and and the canary two people that that strategically Ollie didn't want in town <laughs> for him to live a happy life, which is is quite ironic. But mm-hmm. um, what do you think about that crossover? Um, and I guess like what that was Vandal Savage, right? That's the I think that's the crossover where they blow up the world and and Barry is it terrible to... that I only part I remember it is the is the radio. What happens with the radio? Isn't it like a radio play where um, it's like Future Flash saying he oh, he done screwed up, something like that. I feel like no, that's a I think that might have been with Flashpoint. You think so? Because that would have been the I, next I season, the which leg- would have been the first season of Legends, I think, right? Okay, okay. I could, I could have sworn then that the leg- I, I think the Legends are listening to the video, not the video, yeah. to the radio, and I, and I thought that was from that episode. No, this is the episode where they have to stop Vandal Savage, who's trying to kill the Hawk people. And um, I hate Vandal Savage so much. He, he eventually blows up the. He uses his staff to blow up the world, <laughs> or or maybe just Central City. Um, and yeah. Barry has to outrun the blast, run back in time, and like say not the how that works, right? Um, we have that, and then we have the Supergirl crossover, which obviously yes. took place in Supergirl. Um, but yeah, what do you think about that? Flash's addition to that show? I thought that was great, and that started the uh, the the very fun. Um, what is it? They always. They always name these things so well. <laughs> oh, they they pair those two. Yeah, yeah, like those two get get shipped really hard. <laughs> Wouldn't that be like car- carry or? I, I don't. Bara, <laughs> Bara. <laughs> um, which is not as great as the end game ship for Supergirl. Wait, what was the end game ship? Uh, Supercorp. Oh yes. Yes, and there's still Snowberry fans out there. Some people who want yes, their, uh, Barry Allen and and like this fan fiction, which is a very, which is a very um tr- problematic uh, ship name. Yes, 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 it does. <laughs> yes, we gotta bring back uh, what the hell is that co- that comic character's name? But um, yeah, I, I mean, I just love that he got to interact with Cat Grant, who's one of my favorite Supergirl characters of all time. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Like, you guys all look like a young shading them so hard. Yeah, CW. <laughs> so, so like CW show. The, so good. The, the um, the diverse, attractive, uh, unthreatening twenty-somethings of a CW TV show. Yes, and she doesn't think that she should. He should call himself the Flash because that sounds like a like a pervert <laughs> walking around. Uh, she wants to call him though. I want to say the blur, but yeah, man. And then what? What I loved about it was I got. I'm getting into Supergirl. Some things I'm really digging. Some things I think are a bit more rocky. I haven't really found the heart yet. Um, until my the moment that I find the heart is the reason why it's one of my favorite Supergirl episodes is the uh, Red Kryptonite episode. Um, oh, oh. Melissa Benoist just randomly showing her range as an actor. Yeah, just like showing what someone could do in her position, but every day chooses not to. And so, therefore, at like the speed of bullets. Right. So you're not 
you see Kara every day, and she seems one could one could suggest uh-huh. that she is cowardly or at least meek, yeah, not yeah. assertive, not standing up for herself, not you know, same similar to Clark mm-hmm. Kent. Um, but once you realize what that those characters can do if they chose to, you understand the power of restraint. And yeah. that power of restraint allows you to respect um, that character. Similarly, and also the power of black threads. Yes, that as well. <laughs> but similarly, that's why I talked about the Barry moment with Eddie, where he just uh-huh. whips up, pulls him out of the car. Because that could happen at any time. You know, like, when, you, if you ever really want it with me, bro, I could do this at any time. But I, I choose not to. Every day I choose not to. Where Ali never really makes that choice, right? He... There's no, there's no not to. There's always a kill. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> I'm here to kill you. I'm gonna kill you. There is no restraint. Uh, and and uh, and and uh, Arrow makes that choice for an entire season. Yeah, for one whole season. <laughs> that was his. That was Ali's Lent. Murder Barry. <laughs> for one. For yeah, one. Uh, murder Ali. Excuse me. Yeah, for one whole season, uh, he didn't kill nobody. Um, yeah, you have the Flash. Um, Supergirl crossover, really, really like that, and I really, really like how they tied it up in the show where it's just like a bump in the road kind of thing. Like it's mm-hmm. just a, uh, it's a blip in the Flash timeline. We've lost no days, no hours in the Flash timeline. He disappears because he's testing out the the tachyon, whatever the hell, and um, he comes back in seconds. So we knew there's no time in our actual show, um, just some time in the other show. Uh, and what I also love is, I believe Oliver comes back. Explain it. No, (laughs) no, Oliver comes back this season, and uh, this is the I want to say it's either this one or the next one where they start arguing over morals of how they actually fight crime and because Adi's wanting to torture people (laughs) for Mm -hmm. answers and Flash like we could just use technology and stuff. I guess now is the time to ask you, what do you think of Team Flash? The Flash primarily doesn't have a man in the chair, a team backing him up, a almost a sponsorship from a from a laboratory. Uh, what, what do you think about <laughs> the idea? Poorly guarded team? laboratory. What do you think about the idea, of Team Flash? Do you think it it um, lessens the character at all? Um, no. It's just like I think it's easier for a comic book to write a situation where uh, a character knows where to go and how to get there, blah 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 blah. But like. It's 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 a weird thing where when you write a TV show, you start having to, you start asking questions that you just didn't ask before, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is how does he know where everything is? Yes, yeah. And um, it, it, there are questions you're you do have to answer for in I would say live action adaptation that you probably wouldn't in a comic. Or in a no. one shot, or a, you know, like there has to be practicality to some of this stuff, especially considering that they were still, even with the metahumans, even with Earth Two, even with some elements of magic, they were still fairly grounded. Yeah, <laughs> you know? they're still they were still trying their best to 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 toe that line where it's not. Yeah, Barry Allen. Different. Barry Allen is is wearing a a a jacket meant to not kill him. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, they test out various um, outfits for Barry, and that ends up being like a friction proof, you know, uh, yeah. something or other. 
Um, so it's all practical. Uh, this kind of and stuff. And you have to you have to have a a magical speed force answer to why uh, Barry taking other people at super speed isn't searing their skin off. Yeah. Um. So that should kill them. Hundred percent. Uh, or yeah, when he holds anybody, it's not just whiplash, bro. Especially how far, how far and fast he was going. What do you think of? And now it's a trope. But what did you think of the initial um, design? I guess I would say of like these speedster races, speedster fights. Uh, I think it's the best you can do with them. The only other thing you can do is like, like you sort of do the Dragon Ball Z thing where they're fighting at normal speed to you, but you know. Everyone else is just like can't see anything. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like people are just outside their window at Central City. Up, oh, they're doing it. Again. They're going at it again. <laughs> yeah, there's two, there's two streaks running up the up the house again. <laughs> if you can even see it. Yeah, but like they, that, they end up using that mechanism a lot moving forward because they have to come up with different speedsters for this man to fight, and that's how they come up with Savitar, <laughs> which we get in season three. Not great. Uh, it's evil, Barry. I just want to mm-hmm. go, just go ahead and cross that bridge. Um, uh, but before we even get there, what do you think of John Wesley's ship playing both Henry Allen and Jay Garrick? Uh, I thought that was cool. I, 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 I like the idea that uh, there's a lot of like legacy appreciation in this show. Yeah. In and the Arrowverse in general, right? Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say pretty much all the Arrowverse has a lot of like a lot of appreciation for sort of the legacy actors that were doing this when the genre was not as profitable. Right. Um so you, it, they, they, they paved the way. Wesley, yeah. So like you get a John Wesley ship coming back. Uh you get a um I forget the name of her I forget the name of the actress, but the the woman who played Supergirl in that god awful movie that is the bane of my existence. I knew it too, Linda. Something. <laughs> Linda something. Uh, Maybe. <laughs> who gets to be like the quote foster mother for Kara and uh, uh, uh the the stepmother from for Kara and uh the mother to uh Alex. And her dad and, was Dean Kane, wasn't it? Yes, yes, <laughs> but he's less. Uh, appreciated. Um, <laughs> oh no, it was, it was Helen Slater. Okay, Helen Slater. Oh, you know what? Mom. You're thinking of Laura Vanderbilt, who played Supergirl in um, Smallville. Smallville. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. Um, I, th- I think she does show up in this. She's one of the. She's the Brainiac. Oh, on that show. Yes. Wait. Oh, on the first season. Yes. Ah, Indigo. Yes, Indigo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They called her Indigo. That is Laura Vanderbilt, who was Supergirl from Smallville, and Supergirl hmm. from the movie Helen Slater is ends up being the mother, and Dean Kane is the father, who we were all glad to see go. Uh, <laughs> I'm being mean. I know. I, uh, no one cries for Dean Kane. No. <laughs> I got so hyped. We, he re- he retweeted us once because oh, we said God. something nice about him. Because I didn't realize, <laughs> I, I didn't realize that saying something nice about him was rare. 
<laughs> at the time he's, he's when we said watching, something. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. In a way that he probably needs to. Um, but <laughs> he just keeps acting like, "Ooh, a compliment." They they say you know in wrestling booking, uh, you gotta watch out for hot shotting, getting to your goals too quick. Like I said, mm-hmm. maybe they went too quick with Iris and Barry. Maybe they went too quick to killing off Thawne. One thing I know they certainly went too quick with is Flashpoint, the biggest uh, Flash story ever, uh, or the most notable. Oh, sorry. So this is so this is sort of the uh, the the problem I have thematically with something in the Arrowverse, which I think is something we've discussed several times. Yeah. Um, where in season three decides to oh, completely- <laughs> baby John. <laughs> Season three decides to completely lament the, uh, completely lament the actual act of time travel because the act of time travel can lead to incredibly, um, I- incredible ripples throughout time that you cannot account for, and yes. and any attempt to change those changes will only lead to other changes. By the way, please watch our brand new show, Legends of Tomorrow, about time traveling. Stop, <laughs> people. Up. Traveling through time every single week. Yep, yep. Uh, and they come. The other thing is come up with loopholes. My girlfriend like... does not like that show. Legends. Yes. <laughs> Was it Bebo? <laughs> she didn't get to Bebo. <laughs> I always think it's Bebo. Um, <laughs> I I thought that show lost its rudder when they took Rip off the out the out the captain's chair. Okay. Um, not saying that I have anything against Sarah leading the show. I just felt like no. he had a more um, like he had a goal that he was trying to achieve. And again, they just end game it. He gets to the goal in the first season, <laughs> and then you know, yeah. And everything I've come to understand about that show is that it became like nobody at the CW is really paying attention to it, so we can write whatever we want. Yeah, yeah. It got kind of crazy. I had a and coworker it just gets that would really silly. I had a coworker that I would tell I would tell him to tell me what happened on Legends because I would never watch it, and uh, just because I wanted to hear what ridiculous they were telling me about. There's episodes where they gotta like make sure that George Lucas writes Star Wars and stuff like that. You know, like they're they're doing that kind of time travel. Um, it it I think it has one of the greatest memes I've ever seen. Which one? Uh the one where Grodd goes back in time oh, to, to kill, Bar- kill Barack Obama. Obama. To kill Barack Obama. Do you hear everybody? Did you just hear that? The time where uh, Gorilla Grodd went back in time to kill Barack Obama. None of that fucking makes sense, but that happened on Legends. That happened because of the flash. Just to hear that voice go, Barack Obama. <laughs> Clancy Brown, right? It might be. Who also played a general on that... Uh, on the Flash, um, I yes, think it was dead. What was the Supergirl? Uh, oh, might have been Super. No, I think it was the Flash because I think Grodd mind controls him at one point. I think I might be getting all that. You wrong. might be right. Um, I say <laughs> you gain more confidence in me, and I gain less, less confidence in myself. Um, <laughs> but they take one of the coolest, uh, like kind of one shotty Flash stories, Flashpoint. And they do it in a single episode. Um, mm-hmm. At the end of season two, Barry goes it back in time. Yep. 
Barry goes back in time to save his mom, and his which like ultimately changes the timeline, and he it, um just doesn't like how the world ends up. Like he's not with Iris, and um he's not with Iris, and Cisco's a rich douchebag, and he is also forgetting his previous life. Mm-hmm. And so he goes to <laughs> he goes to Thawne, who he's keeping in some kind of underground prison or whatever the hell. Uh, and Thawne has to save the day, which leads to that brilliant uh, "Who's the villain now, Flash?" <laughs> yeah, moment. And I like that it was Matt too. Um, he brings him back, but things are we're led to believe that things are slightly altered still, which leads to what you were talking about. The overall complications in the timeline, things that change people's sons to daughters, uh, you know, uh, gender change from villains, uh, a bunch <laughs> happens. They do it again when they do crisis. They just use it as an excuse. But um, mm-hmm. I mean, they kind of did that in the comics in the first place, so that makes a lot of sense. Sure. Um, well, so I felt like that was the because we knew at the season finale of two, right? We knew that. Um, Flashpoint was gonna happen because he just he just saved his mom. Mm-hmm. Um, with Flashpoint, I, I, the- as we as we discuss all this, I do on an episode of like Supergirl, and there's yeah. this very ridiculous exchange between Kara and, and James that is bothering the shit out of me. Is it what what's uh, bad about it? I don't even know if it's bad. It's just cringy writing. The line dialogue? There is a very bizarre moment where as you're talking about the changes that happened to characters, there's a big change to one Jimmy Olsen, James Olsen. Yes. Who becomes a a hunky black man. (laughs) Yes, yes. And there's just a very bizarre exchange between this sorry if you're not a fan of the weirdness of racial politics. There's a right, very, right. very weird exchange where this young white woman is trying to explain to James. James is trying to explain that that is what the justice system is for. And then this yeah. young white woman is telling him that he's going to be out within minutes and you know it. And I'm just like, the balls of a person. This yeah, you don't. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. I, I always did find that funny. And but the like, people are advocating for the wrong things. Akara's gonna find out. Well, I know. I think. <laughs> I, I think. I think. Um, if anyone knew about that, it was the Red Daughter. She knew. She knew what was really going down. Uh, she knew how these governments really worked. But yeah, man, I thought getting through Flashpoint as quickly as it did was kind of weird, um, because then it leads into this very strange, very strange Doctor Alchemy thing. Um, Good old alchemy. Oh, Chris, which turns. No, no, no. That's Cicada. Alchemy oh, sorry. Yes, is, you're right. You're uh, right. Alchemy is Julian something. Uh, uh, oh, Draco. Yes. Um, oh, Gosh, I knew his name too. Draco Malfoy. <laughs> the actor who plays Draco Malfoy, who is also named... Uh, what did you just say he was called? Draco Malfoy is named... Oh, Tom Felton. Oh, okay. I was saying the character, but yeah. But since Jay Garrick was killed last season, Caitlin Snow needs a new person to <laughs> occupy her. So she's another, another poor choice in love interests. 
she starts da- dating this Julian Alchemy guy. Uh, Alchemy has a stone. Um, that stone somehow gives Wally powers. That's how pa- Wally becomes Kid Flash. I did not remember this. Uh. Um, we meet Jesse Quick, who's also a speedster now. Jesse and Wally become a, a couple. Uh huh. Um, and we meet the big bad of the season, Savitar, the god of speed. And guys, he's not Barry Allen. <laughs> from the future stop saying that stop adding me and saying that um we also get hr the beginning of this rubber band starting to stretch Mm what do you think of hr wells with the hat and the drumsticks he's not much of a science man uh he's not much of a science man and he's clearly lying about something he has weird limericks and he but oh, he always yeah. just happens to have like the right answer from a different point of view. Yeah, I well, hated you... this one. <laughs> Did you? Yes. No, no, um, confidence. It was just like this is this is this is going too too far to get a, a to get a Tom Cavanaugh role on the show. Right. Um. It, it was a bit stressed, and as a matter of fact, this was the first time we went through um, actually seeing like a cavalcade of Kavanaugh as mm-hmm. Cisco is looking through different versions of um, Wells. The Harrison Wells throughout the multiverse. Yeah, he, we don't get there's not Council Wells yet, but no. you know it's 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 just him uh, scrolling through. Um, yeah, doing the Tinder of Wells, I guess, if you will, but. <laughs> The big thing this season, do you remember what the big thing of season three was? Um, it was it, uh, it was Avatar, right? We got to save Iris on a certain yes, day. Yes, yes, okay, that's right. At the, a certain the, time, the Iris is going to die. Iris is going to die. And they have a lot of conversations about it, and they talk a lot about it, and it's what they forgot how times. early they knew. They knew like half season through, I want to say. Yeah. Um, and then Barry finds out that Savitar is an evil version of him that lost everything and so is now back and is going to cost himself everything. Which is one of those things that you you have to wonder, like, you end up wondering where that decision was made in the production notes because the first vision you get of the man inside the Savitar suit is just like jacked muscly yeah transformer know, fit as fellow yeah it, that but that's why I go like I I just go back to like is it that they're unfamiliar with the source material or are they trying to throw off people you know right um because Savitar originally is like he's like a, a nothing character in the comic like he's fought him a couple times he is the god of speed he's fought him a couple times but he's not you know um somebody comes around like every 10 years or something yeah if you were to look it up like not only is the character different but so is the story like it, it's it's but time ran weird i was gonna say but time ran out had just recently come out which was a new 52 story of a right. blue flash that suddenly appears a glowing blue flash that appears from the future and wants to kill Barry. 
Yeah, I was going to say like it's one of those weird things where they're um they are they are conglomerating two different characters into a few different stories. Yes. But it felt like they wanted to do the time run out story. Mm-hmm. Um but use Savitar to to fake it. I think that they got off on the reveal, the whole reveal aspect of season one. So everything had to be a reveal in these first couple seasons. And I think mm-hmm. that's how you get to to this character. I think that's how you get to Savitar because it has to be <gasps> dun 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 is evil Barry. And one of the best shot scenes or moments in this show is when they do kill Iris. And Savitar straight up kills Iris, and no matter what Barry could do, he's just not fast enough. Mm-hmm. And the episode ends with Iris dying. And the next episode starts, and it's HR, and Iris is fine. <laughs> yeah. Not saying that I wanted Iris to die, but it was a very well shot moment. It really did feel like an all is lost moment. Um, mm-hmm. But it all is never lost with these two. Uh, we end up getting um, they kill <laughs> future Barry. Uh, we get some cool stuff with Gorilla City. I think um, again, just want to do my season grad mention. Uh, and yeah, we get oh that ends with. I remember this. This is this is when I started. Like this is the biggest writing moment where I'm like, okay, what the f- is going on? Because I was already kind of bugged out about this whole Barry not Barry situation, right? Uh-huh. Season three ends with a speed force storm, and Barry goes, "Oh, I know what I gotta do. I gotta go in it." <laughs> and Iris is like, "What? Why?" It's like, "I just, I just know." <laughs> so <laughs> I'm gonna go Thanks in for that. Save all you guys, to save all you guys' lives, and he just goes into the speed wars, and that's how the season ends. Random, I don't know where the hell it came from. Crazy stuff. Uh, the the um, crossover for that season was, I want to say, I think everyone's favorite, Crisis mm-hmm. on Earth X. Is it? Yeah, okay. but is it your favorite? Um, or do you like Elseworlds more, or do you like Invasion, or Armageddon? Well, I guess Armageddon is like not really one. Is Earth X the Crisis. Nazi one? Yeah, <laughs> that's probably one of the better ones. Yeah, it's either that or Crisis. I just like that. Uh, uh, Alex and Sarah got it on. <laughs> <laughs> Because you don't have to do that, but you did it. So like that's it is one of my favorite moments of like of 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 watching Kara's realization of exactly what's happening in front of her and just going, You Oh Oh. Oh my gosh. And with the Earth (laughs) Wonder? Um Uh yeah. Invasion was tight. Um Again, this is when it starts to stretch, right? Because Nazi Wells is just regular Wells. <laughs> there yeah. is no not um there's no Nazi Wells, it's just regular Wells working with the Nazis. Right. Uh but where the last season ends off with the uh them getting stuck in the speed force or Barry walking into the speed force, uh we start we hearing and finding 
you know, I said that Wally becomes Kid Flash. Keon Lonsdale is shown in the Flash outfit. We're like, oh, wow, we're going to get Wally as the Flash. Barry's gone. Mm-hmm. We're going to get Wally as the Flash. Um, no. Wally's the Flash for an episode. And then Barry comes back out of the forest. Yes. And Wally gets regulated to Kid Flash. And this is the beginning of the, the downfall of the character of Kid Flash. Oh, um, boy. Does it not go well? I want to say, it's, it, I think it's in this season that he moves over to Legends. And then ultimately out of the show entirely. I also do want to note that in season three, Iris and Barry get married. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I don't think, I think if you asked anybody in, in that situation that nobody would have a great thing to say about it. I don't think, I don't think Keon's Alliance Dale has much to say, much great to say about the Wally West stuff. No, no. Uh, and while, while Liss was in a weird place in the comics as well, which was, this is seemingly like a, a hodgepodge of Wally and Wallace. Yeah. Um, they still, you know, they still treat Wallace like a second class citizen, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you. I'm, I, can't remember, I can't remember the last time I see Wallace on care on, on, on page. Yeah. Right. Um, season four, like I said, back from the speed force, uh, bus full of metas gets hit with some black matter. They all become, uh, that they're, they're the monsters of the week. Uh, the thinkers, the big bad, Big things in this season is uh, Joe knocks up Cecile, uh, uh-huh. this, and thus, with his meta sperm, gives her meta <laughs> meta powers. Too much radiation. With, with his dormant, with his dormant, <laughs> with his dormant meta sperm, he gives uh, her meta powers, and she becomes an empath. Um, Caitlin starts. Isn't to- really like a power per se. Uh, it's it's annoying, is what it is. <laughs> Ultimately, <laughs> it's annoying. Uh, Killer Frost, Kenny starts to get powers as Killer Frost. Ralph Dibney is introduced, um, and uh, the Thinker fakes his death and frames Barry for it. So Barry has to do hard time. I think he grows a goatee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, is there is there any of that? Something I would find Grant Dustin does quite often. Is there any of that? That you want to talk about that interests you? Honestly, no. And 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 I think the thinker is like what may have killed the show for me. Yeah. I Do you remember? Was, uh, was there a jump to sharp moment in particular? No, I just think like I know that they were really reaching to get a villain that wasn't a speedster, and I understand that because that was getting pretty tired by that point. Yeah. But this was just terrible. <laughs> it was, it was quite just terrible. terribly played. It wasn't very well written. The thinker was kind of a lame character. Yeah. And it was one of those characters. This was starts the beginning of, oh, he just got away. Oh, he just yeah. got away. <laughs> they start doing that shit, like, especially with Cicada. Oh, yeah, he would just jump. He would just jump off, <laughs> off screen. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah. He's gone. Um, Ninja powers. This is also the beginning of We Are the Flash. Uh, because there's they in Barry's absence, they've created a full team Flash where Iris is running the show. Mm. She is point, doing point guard, and um, this people have issues with this, <laughs> and then um, basically they win with the power of love. Mm-hmm. Because Iris, through her love, is able to show 
the thinker's wife, who was gorgeous, um, <laughs> to stop <laughs> to stop him from trying to use satellites to make everybody smarter. I guess that sounds right. Um, so yeah, I love conquers all. Thinker loses, but in full predator fashion, has a like sabotage device. So he causes a bunch of um, satellites to fall out of the sky. But Barry's able to stop all of them, but one. But mysteriously, one does get stopped on its own by a purple beam of lightning. Another shark is in the water, and we're <laughs> setting up another ramp. Because oh, Jesus. the end of season four gives us everyone's fan favorite, Nora West Allen from the future. Mm-hmm. GT, I think this is your soapbox. Um, is it? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I've had a soapbox about the Nora. Allen. I, I, okay, <laughs> I'm the saying if this, if you ever had to, this is the moment. Character is stupid. <laughs> okay. Or it's just is written very stupidly. Yes. I I was totally down for the Nora Allen of it all. I actually thought like her even her like her little purple and white outfit was just like kind of cool. Sway. Suit. You mean it was it sway. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> not yet crash, but yeah. no, no. Um. God, I hate it. I hate short. <laughs> um, yeah, she's just written to me really, like, really poorly, uh, just unintelligent. Like, and and it's weird because I guess you're meant to assume she's good at what she does because she's already running into the past. You you know what my issue was with her, and tell me if I'm saying this right or if you, if you saw for any it. of this. They we're so intent on giving Barry like a baby on the doorstep storyline mm-hmm. that they almost, that's, that's a good term for it. They almost infantilized or made her more childish to right. serve that narrative. than then even made sense. Right. You know? Because you, again, I believe the character on the show was an adult. Yes. I don't think she was ever portrayed as a high schooler or but she's acting like a junior high schooler. She's throwing fits, she's she's uh, rash, you know, and she's not she's not shown to be all these things. They kind of give her a backstory with Iris by <laughs> giving Candace Pan a singular gray streak and, <laughs> and putting her out there that it's, you know, where she, uh, because Barry, I believe, died. She yeah, was don't they suggest hard. that she only actually has a relationship with the mother? She barely has a relationship with the mother because Barry d- died, I want to say, in crisis. And um, she it that's was, why she it, didn't want her to be a speedster or do anything with speed, speed or anything like that or something which, like that. Which, which, which then isolated them from each other because... Right, right. Okay. Yeah. And then remember, because she when she shows up in Barry's timeline, she's a real jerk to mainline Iris, who has no oh, idea why. Right. She like she like <laughs> won't even look at her straight. Yeah, uh, she won't smile at her nothing. And Iris is like, "Yo, what the hell? Like that's supposed to be my daughter." <laughs> I hate this woman. <laughs> I don't know that bitch. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, Nora and um, Nora was rough right after DeVoe, but you which paid I admit, Nora. Is, which I admit, it's probably a good angle for someone like Candace who has such a very good relationship with her father and 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 flighty relationship with her mother. Like the idea of her being a, a shitty mother probably weighs on her terribly. <laughs> yeah, yes, I can see that. Imagine that. Imagine if one of the one things you want to do or are excited to do in life, you find out you're going to be absolutely horrible at to the point that people are going to get emotionally damaged because of it. That's, yeah. fucking, that, that's some rough shit. Um, and I almost wonder, because in my head I'm thinking, they could have just done all that with Wally. So yeah, I wonder I, if they I wonder if they started kind of figure out around here that um uh that Lonsdale may not be long for the show, and so they just create somebody. Maybe Bart would have been, and I'm not even saying it like because I'm naming males, so I don't, I don't want to make it seem like my issue is that it, it was his daughter. I just feel like it should have been someone who has been portrayed as younger. Sure. Has been portrayed as less mature, and thus, you know, can act out in these ways. Yeah, either the character has to be aged down, or the writing needs to be aged up. And then you had Cicada, who was Chris Klein with asthma, um, <laughs> and he carried around like a metal thing, and it just wasn't. I just this is when. And I then later, s- like and then later, like Chris Klein gets replaced by like this woman. Yes, it. His daughter. Is it his daughter? I got Is it? I, I forget. I honestly forget. It's I, not the great show at this point. I think, man, listen. I I or they go to the future and it was his daughter. Sure. I, even as someone who wasn't a fan of the movies, I do love the logic of just like we casted Tom Felton to be a red herring because you just know Tom Felton is an asshole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, but like. That's what I'm saying. Like they, they got too red herringy. You know that term. Too happy with that. With that. They uh... they got pleased with themselves. Yeah. And they thought that they could keep doing it, and I didn't. I didn't like the the reveals became lamer and lamer, in my opinion. Sure. It's not actually this guy. It's in fact. It's this season. That I want to say, your heart probably stopped being in it. Not sure. only did they do Nora, not they only did. was Cicada underwhelming, it was. But this was the season that introduced Godspeed and made him a one-off villain that got arrested <laughs> by. Uh, I don't think I'm. I don't think his name was even August Hart. I got to double check. What season was this? Five. Season five. She stops him in him in her in in uh, her timeline. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I think you know what I, th- I think I don't remember. I think I forgot it or something because like trauma. I know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you've pushed yeah, the memory I, out of out of your head. I I do think there was there may have been a moment where I was just like, wait, that's it. There's only the one scene for Godspeed, and then like, then they come back later with the oh no 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 Godspeed's getting an entire season. Yeah. And then that season is trash. But again, I feel like they did that because people got mad. And then they're right. like, okay, so we're going to do an entire season. 
It's like you think you think we ruined him there. We're gonna get to ruin him for a season. <laughs> Watch the yeah. lightsabers, people. Um. Yes, it's. R- I do love stuff. that. Like when a villain thing happens, that that some rando blames it on like the hero. Yes, always, and the, also, um, because it's been two seasons without it. Of course, ultimately, the big bad is ultimately found out to be actually Eobard. Because Eobard sent Nora. And Eobard and Nora have been cool. And now I'm getting tired of Eobard. And I loved Eobard. I'm currently wearing a Reverse Flash and Flash t-shirt at the moment. I have a Reverse Flash fitted. I have a Reverse Flash windbreaker. I right. made and designed a reverse flash shirt that's available at tpublic.com slash click. But now I'm over him. I'm over it. I'm over well, him. That's not we the best it. part about season five. What? The CGI fight. Which CGI fight? <laughs> the gorilla and a shark. Oh yes. That actually what I what, I did like that episode. Um <laughs> King Shark versus Gorilla Grod? Yes, and that's when they had the little brain thing on them, right? The little—that's when they ended up giving it to Cecile. That's the whole plot device for all that. That's that little... the most expensive thing ever. Oh my gosh! Um, uh, yeah, that was the other thing too. So like, we we spent a lot of time on 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 Nora Allen just being this annoying and not very seemingly not very intelligent childish figure, and then we just constantly get these scenes of like. Serious Nora going back to see Reverse Flash and talk to him, and I was just like, "Oh, you are not very good at this." And on the other side of it, um, Cecile's like, "Barry, are you okay?" And he's like, "I don't want to talk about it." And then she goes, "You're angry." <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, I got that too. I don't have, a, I'm not an empath, but I totally, <laughs> I think I picked up on that. Um. <laughs> Also, uh, everyone, everyone's uh, 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 the one thing that bothered the shit out of one of my friends <laughs> happens at the end of this season. Uh, the end of this season, uh, the season five. Yes. The end of season five is oh, when Nora dies. Not just not not that after that technically. Oh, crisis. Uh, the no. newspaper gets sped up. Yes, it does. That Barry, I, Barry and Iris learned that the day of the crisis in which disappears have been moved up to December 19th. Uh, and Flash has to die. For, <laughs> for uh, marketing purposes. Yes. Yes. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they actually, we all knew that the idea would be that if Flash were to go, he would go during crisis. Unfinite mm-hmm. Earths, which is the story he goes out in in the comics. Yes. Um, and also the story in which they were setting up for for the next big crossover. Uh huh. This moment, very similar to what we were talking about earlier, as we knew early on that Wells was Eobard. Everything points at a Wells Eobard. I'm sorry, a Eobard Barry confrontation. Yes. So. And every episode in that direction builds that tension. So every episode getting closer to the this newspaper fuels this idea that crisis is coming and Barry's going to have to die. Well, um, 
Crisis does we'll come. Disappear. Crisis does come, and they kill 90s Flash. Uh, so like, John Wesley ship back in the very uncomfortable <laughs> suit. I, I also don't think anyone thought he was going to die or go. I, I, I certainly didn't think Barry sure. was going to disappear or go. I didn't know how they were going to get around him being gone. But I, yeah. I I can't imagine how much trauma you have to have watching your parent die three separate times. I think it's got to be rough, man. Like I said, it seems <laughs> I have, the same face so often. It's like, like you've seen two versions of your parent die and your mother. Yes, and that what I wanted to say because I think we're a bit about to get into like some of this stuff. Um, I think. Personifying the Speed Force was a terrible decision for the uh-huh. show. I think making the Speed Force or making Barry's mom the personification of the Speed Force more parental uh, trauma. Yay! Made thing made things weird. Um, I like the Speed Force being this nebulous electric void that you that can power you and you're able to travel through. Yeah, um, that feels more like it than you go in it and it comforts you and it has it like loves you and 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 sometimes doesn't and you know like it's emotional and forms complete sentences i guess it should be sentient i don't know but like it i don't know all of that stuff i think there's like a difference between an, uh, a thing being sentient and like like the like the freaking mjolnir is sentient but it doesn't like have a conversation with you about the political machinations of the ukraine yeah yeah <laughs> And so that that stuff started getting weird. Uh, we got um, Bloodsport, which was oh no, Blood what work, which wasn't a great Blood character, work. and was a one issue character in the Rebirth run. Yeah, was it like a, yeah, like a, Blood like work a, comes in. I think isn't Bloodwork a something him and August just deal with in an issue? Yeah, I think he. I think it's a two issue. Like he shows up and then they do like an origin issue where they, like it's two pages of origin story of why he's into right. blood. And then uh, you know, uh, but he's now in the comic, and I'm like, what's going on? Black Hole is there, and I know they're gonna mess that up because they already messed up, <laughs> you know, some uh, August Hart and all that stuff. So I'm like, what's going on here? Um, we meet Eva McCulloch, who is the Mirror Monarch instead of being mm-hmm. the Mirror Master. Master, um, and uh, she traps Iris in the Mirror Dimension. And controls the version of Iris that's in the real world. Yes. Um, this is when I stopped actively watching. Uh, I didn't I, make it there because I like. I think even though I was watching the stuff with with Nora, to I think to the end. Uh, I think, I think I like a lot of people fell off a lot of things once the. Covid shows stoppages happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, because yeah, as yeah, as we discussed earlier, this is where a lot of shows ended up just stopping production because Covid hit hard. I have a, I have a take. Um, go for it. And it's, it might be controversial. <laughs> Okay, yeah. it might be controversial. Okay, it might be controversial. <laughs> I'm trying to see how I, I, I think I'm relatively intelligent, so I'm trying to see how I'm going to word this. 
I actually think that the problem it wasn't COVID. I think the problem was. Oh, look at the problem. Yeah. No, no, no. I think I mean, I'm like I'm talking about the decline in quality. I don't think that okay. COVID COVID was. I think it didn't help, but I don't think it was what caused started to cause a decline. Sadly, oh no, no, no. I just I, I was just saying that like I think it was one of those things where the show went away for several months and like oh, I, yeah. I it was able to fade away enough in the back to where when they were like the flash is coming back and I was just like yeah I'm not doing this again. I I remember <laughs> what it was last time I went and yeah I'm not really up up for that again. And they splitting those that's when they started to split the seasons, like give it a bunch of time in between, like crazy amount of time in between. Um, or just do like three episodes and stop, and do do a couple more episodes and stop. Oh um, yeah, the breaks would get weird. Yeah, I think that the Flash started to decline uh, in 2017, which would have been around the fourth season, which is when they introduced Nora West Allen in the Thinker season, um, sure. because that's the year that Andrew Kreisberg Andrew Kreisberg is, yep. is fired. And sadly, I think that the <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to word this. I think a sex pest was I, the best I, part of I, the I, I don't think about, <laughs> I, I, I don't think there's any particular, like, right or wrong way to word it. I think there's just the facts. And there's the facts that, like, for whatever, however way you want to think about it, it would appear on paper that Andrew Kreisberg was just a superior showrunner to whoever they had gotten after that fact. And yeah. it's a shame that he turned out to be a not-so-great person. Yes. Yes. And I don't I don't ever want it to be misconstrued that I don't you know, I think his uh successes outweigh his crimes because he is exactly where he needs to be right now, which is in disgrace. But I do find it very strange because this happened in the middle of these seasons. Um he was yeah. released or when the allegations and stuff happened and he was fired. And yes. it just almost instantly plummeted makes a turn. Yeah, it makes a turn. I wanna say that so if we're in season six, then this is Arrow season seven, which is this is the first season of Richard Dragon. No, second. Sure. Um, yeah, I think it's the second season of Richard I, Dragon, which was the only um, one that started getting really weird. What season of Supergirl would this have been? <laughs> five. Season five. Yeah. Right. Um, so I I was going to make a very I was going to make a connection there, mm-hmm. um, which would have been that this would be there'd be an interesting there would be an interesting connection if it all like if we if we went further into the investigation and could actually draw make it all make sense. Yeah, you might find an interesting connection between the absence of Andrew Priceberg, the entry of whoever the new showrunner is. And much more contemporary villain choices, right? Like just picking up a comic and, and going, "This was in the last one, recent ones." So we're gonna, yeah. So we're gonna do, yeah, the ones that are on the shelf, basically, and going, yeah, yeah. let's do the guy that cover looks cool. Let's do that. Um, we chose recent ones for, uh, we chose recent villains for uh, the Flash in the Godspeed stuff and bringing in the. Uh, the detective Mina, I is that I forgot her yeah. name. That quickly. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And um and then uh Supergirl does rain, which while not the most recent, is also a situation where 
they actually used a Supergirl villain and not a Superman villain that was altered and twisted in a way to fit the Supergirl show. I wonder if they also have um Arrow introduces Emiko Queen, who is created, I think is created for the Rebirth one. Yes. So like Mika, everything yep. gets very contemporary when Christberg is gone. Yeah. Which I think um, is an interesting change it that happens season, across the board. I want to make a correction. It would have been it would have been season three, but yeah, that would have been the rain season. I feel okay. like I feel like I said five. You did. Uh, um, it's season three, but it, it is the uh, the rain season, which would have been the Mon L season. Yeah. <laughs> ah. yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 sounds about out. right. Sounds about right. Everyone's favorite thing. The rest is going to come from Wikipedia, people. Uh, in the seventh season, the team continues their fight against Eva as they successfully create a new speed force. <laughs> okay, I vaguely remember this. They create an artificial speed force. Um, and uh, Caitlin and Frost are broken up into two different bodies. As opposed to being well, okay, talk to that. Talk to that. What do you feel about uh, the? What do you feel about their lack of overall commitment to just making Caitlyn Snow killer frost? Is I guess the question I want to ask you. Uh, I I I I can only assume that there's an idea of just like how do we make like is is killer frost a redeemable character after all we've made her go, do? And I'm just like I don't know, maybe. Um, I I don't know who Killer Frost is because technically she's a different person because of the crisis thing, right? So I don't know if she is. I feel like but then they just decided that like yeah, this isn't what we can do. I feel like I would have been fine with even any characterization, but stick to it. Like you know what I'm saying? Like put your feet down. Um, yes. It felt weird going back and forth. Season one, there is no Killer Frost. Season two, Killer Frost is a doppelganger on another Earth. Season three, um, Caitlyn's Killer Frost. Season four, well, no, Killer Frost is a split personality. Mm-hmm. You know, season uh, seven, they're split up into two different people. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I think season eight, they she might die and then season nine they bring in somebody else a different a different keon keon as we were just talking uh, about not too long a ago. different identity the heroes of it all so what i always hated about yeah. heroes when heroes did that shit and yeah um this is all before the writer strike people but anyway um this current writer strike i found out uh because I was starting, I was still kind of watching at this point that they were doing, like you said, one of the most recent and absolutely untested, absolutely un, completely thought out storylines in the Flash: the introduction of breaking the Force barrier and bringing in the forces, Sage Force, Still Force, and uh, Strength Force. And, yeah, like yeah. I think this was a story that Joshua Williamson was still writing when the TV show decided to do it. I believe that as well. We, I, we were just, um, I could tell you right now, because the Speed Force breaks during the Flash War. Oh no, God, not the, the Flash War! And the Flash War. God, that annoyed uh, me. 
was in 2018, July of 2018. And okay. that se- that season was in 2021. Well, it, was, mm. it came out in 2021. So it would have been worked on half in 2019 and half like whenever they could during COVID. Okay. Uh, the Flash War was not great. And it wasn't, it didn't really go anywhere. <laughs> you know? No, it really didn't. Um, It hit some like sore spots between fans, be- uh, between Wally and Barry. And then ultimately, uh, yeah, just it ended up not going anywhere. And but, they continue, can, and they would just continue to abuse the name of Wally West for quite some time. Yes, yes. Um, we. This is when we start getting the weird clones of Godspeed. Uh, Bart Allen eventually shows up, um, which I guess is cool. I think the kid, pretty, all right. You know, mm-hmm. I don't love or hate him either way. But this just no, feels. Actually, I, I've not seen any of him. This just feels like a. It, uh, it's, he's played by Jordan Fisher. Um, okay. Nora West Allen being played by Jessica Parker Kennedy. Yeah. Um, I. I. Uh, it just feels like a sinking ship. It feels like adding weight to a sinking That's ship. Fair. Um, and so, it just starts getting. Like I said, it just. It's like one of those people that you you're you kind of tolerate the presence of uh-huh and so like any even light thing they do to annoy you is enough to set you off because you're already on, are only kind of tolerating it at this yeah, point yeah, i'm yeah. kind of to- i'm only kind of tolerating this show and so any little annoyance is a major annoyance to me right they, you know they, they bring in allegra and they do this whole like uh, central city citizen thing so now we're all we're constantly going to iris in the newspaper and what's going on over there and Barry's doing something over here, and we have to stop buying Cecile because she's doing something because she's now a DA meta, and she's uh-huh. trying to help other metas as a DA by secretly uh, unleashing Which, their Which, by host. the way, Cecile becomes a harder character to watch as you find that Joe West is slowly spending less and less time on the show. Yeah, she's being phased out, and they're almost using her as a surrogate parent figure, but she is still relatively new to the, all of this, and so... She starts becoming unlikable, and so you're dealing with a host of unlikable characters, very, very familiar, almost recycled storylines, um, cliche running sequences, because now we've seen them all. It's been eight years at this point. Um, the The show can only go... There's not many places the show can go. No. Um, so I, I, I want to say started in season eight... Oh, sorry, seven. And I want to be and... clear, like it is. It's uh, whether you want to say it's because it's a superhero show or anything else. Like nine seasons is a lot of writing. It is nine seasons at mostly, for the most part, twenty three episodes a season. Um, it was twenty three for the first four. Yeah, you know. So, like to keep something fresh after the first hundred episodes is hard work. And like I said, I feel like they were hot shotting. You couldn't do Attitude right. Era booking for nine years straight. No, this people, is my contrary people, to popular understanding. It only lasted for like two. Right, and people would be dead because if you keep raising the stakes, 
you know, how far can you raise the stakes? And the Flash got to some of those things really, 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 really fast. Maybe they, maybe they should have stressed out Eobard for another season. You know, right. maybe they should have. Uh, you know, I, I can't act to be like some sort of script doctor and stuff. I just, <laughs> it, it just really, it really did pain me when the show that I really started to like started to get bad, started to decline in qualities. I started to get holes in it. Um, and it was more palatable on a plate of Arrowverse, even in its mediocre mediocrity in later seasons, if that makes any sense. Because it it's a part of it becomes part of a a, a mediocre a mediocre buffet, but at least I'm full, right? <laughs> and now that nothing else is at the buffet, but the, this mediocre meal by itself, it's not worth it. Yeah. It's not worth it's not worth checking in for me. Um, so I, that's when I started watching. I'm watching Doom Patrol. I'm watching uh, Swamp Thing, which got canceled. I still uh, haven't seen season four of Doom Patrol. I'm going to start that soon. I okay. have to like I'm talking you about let like, me know. I'm talking about like this week because I gotta pull that band-aid off, man. I got I yeah. they, they were they were there for me and we were cool. They we just were, became different people and I gotta see I gotta see kind of literally still right? those people. No. Oh yes, yes, anyways. Um I was say, yeah, you say they became different people. I said kind of literally. Yeah, hundred percent. And I was about to say they probably uh Brendan Fraser was probably like, I, you guys got some more of that money? Because I'm Oscar winner now. God damn it, uh, Oscar winner on H. <laughs> all this stuff is on Max. When back in my day, it was on DC. There was an app called DC Universe, and you used to be able to watch DC shows and read comic books. Okay, yeah. Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you say. Um, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. What do you What are you remembering? What are you seeing? Well, Armageddon with Despero. I forgot they were doing that whole weird Joe West died because he fell on the train tracks. Uh, okay. Storyline. And then they were trying to be like, they were trying to figure out how he died. Um, and then they said that re- ver- the Thorn created a reverse flashpoint. <laughs> this is how? when. They, this is when. <laughs> I forget. This is when. um. Remember Batwoman? They're throwing a party for Thawne because he's married to Iris. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna say a terrible thing and say that I mostly remember it for uh, Javica Leslie. Batwoman's dress. She was gorgeous, man. She was absolutely gorgeous and talented as well. But uh, you know, shame to see that show go. But yeah, man, I'm like, not exactly ashamed to see that show go. But but, you know, but I me, hope you do other things. <laughs> Me and you decided to tap in for Armageddon to see had yes. things really gone as as awry. You know, we try to give things second chances. We try. We both went in, and I think we both decided no. There's no reason we have to come back after this. Um, and uh, I believe uh, Yogi famously says that his Flash died in Flashpoint <laughs> or, or Crisis. <laughs> like that was his ending was Crisis, and he doesn't need to. He doesn't need to continue on past that. So I don't blame him. But um, after Armageddon, uh, uh, Team Flash deals with the birth of Deathstorm. Mm-hmm. You care about that? That Deathstorm. Um, uh, Deathstorm was uh, Evil I Ronnie, I guess. 
Was it? Oh yeah. Okay. Um, was that like the the dark? Oh, fuck. Deathstorm was originally the Earth Three Firestorm in the comics. That's okay. That's really? Who that is. Yeah. Okay. See, that I just didn't know. Yeah. He. He. Um. Let me let me double check that, but I'm almost freaking certain. Like you know, like the because uh, that's because that's the evil Earth. You know, that's Ultraman. Um. What you call it? Yeah, he's a counterpart to. Uh, it's created by Jeff Johns. What I say he was in. Jeff, he's uh, in. Earth he's in Forever Evil. He's in Forever Evil. Okay. Um, Blackest other evil versions of everything. Yeah, Blackest Night. Um. Yeah, yeah, evil. Yeah, because it's the Earth Three people. They're from Earth Three people. Are that's the Squadron Supreme? I think I'm messing all this up. The Earth Three people are the Justice Syndicate. It's late, yes. people. It's late, and we we're, we we got to end this uh, funeral. So let's get to the end of this show. But I'm doing that. But I'm not going to talk about the end of season nine because I haven't seen the last episode yet. And I think what I'm going to do is next time you're on the podcast, GT, mm-hmm. we will have both seen that, and. We'll talk about it before we talk about our main topic. We'll just talk about <laughs> whether we felt anything <laughs> for anyone. Um, and if we'd like to have it tied up anything up. Yeah. I, I know I have to be there for the end. I just don't know <laughs> if it's going to hurt me in a way I didn't expect. Right. Um. It's hard to be there for the, the end when it's not great. Like I, I still haven't finished Supergirl. I like Supergirl for more of it than I didn't like it. Okay. I just have to get through the end, and the end was tough because like uh, the last season had only just sort of come off all the COVID stuff, and they were doing the stuff where they take so many breaks between shows. Yeah, and they only had one season after Crisis, right? I think they did. Yeah. And so they they had to deal with the ramifications of that as well. Yeah, like all of that was shoved in everything. Um, so there's a lot going on, but man, I just have to. I have to just show up for these like, for these moments to end it, and I like it's the end of the entire Arrowverse. I feel like I should be there for as much yeah. time as I put in. Yeah. Similar. Um, I didn't realize when I actually stopped. I, I, I felt like I had seen more than I hadn't. And I I, I have. But I, like two chunky seasons of not seeing episode to episode, I do feel like I, I've disconnected a bit. Um, the ninth season had Red Death in it. And when I found out they were doing that, I was like, yeah, they've it's it's all gone. It's all over. Like, Red Death is barely a character. You know, like... And, and and then she's played by Jafisa Leslie, who was playing Batwoman for reasons and, we don't understand. But Batwoman was canceled after the third season, which was right before this season premiered. We already knew Batwoman was canceled. Uh, I don't and mind her working, and but now it was she's weird. saying old Batman lines from all the other movies. People are now memeing this show. <laughs> there are people taking portions of this show and sharing and going, "Can you believe this is where the show has gone?" Yeah. And it's because 
the average viewership in millions for season one was 4.62 uh-huh. million for that season right for season eight is 1.4 mm. precipitous is the word i think people <laughs> use in this situation i do not like that they this thing is failing i never want people to be out of work i never want people to have people angry at them or and i've never cho- chosen to use my time to dis- voice my displeasure in you know angry tweets at these writers or anything else like that don't do that people art art if you don't like it go to another museum yeah um, seriously uh, that's all it is. Like, wait, imagine going to a museum and just start smashing things because you don't like what's inside. <laughs> it's <that's laughs> dumb as hell, right? Just leave the museum. Go to another museum. Take care, man. It's just it's a lot of wasted energy. A lot of wasted energy. Um, did you watch the Arrow Return episode? That is, I have not yet. Season? Okay, so we might have to back to back those two because I think that's gonna <laughs> that's gonna be at least be like the shot of whiskey before you know before. <laughs> Before we get the uh, the the bullet, yeah, I I I have found that I'm really only interested in the in the cameo episodes and like the one four parter. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think that's they, the end of the season. Do they get Kara back? I didn't hear anything about getting Kara back, which is a damn I shame. I don't think. They, yeah, I don't think they did, and 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 uh. The character who played Cisco just—I—I I, I recently saw that like just the schedule wasn't working out. Yeah, from all the photos I see, that they got Avatar back, they got Zoom back, they got. Why would uh, you want those back? Eddie, Eddie's playing Cobalt Blue. I heard Eddie's just mad. Eddie's playing Cobalt Blue in this. He gets reintroduced uh-huh. as a character named something absolutely ridiculous, like Malcolm something. Uh, which I was like, that alliteration. Yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> it says oh, okay, that was a, that was the season we saw. I was like, what the hell? Uh, boom. Mm. It says in season nine, Cat Grant offered to buy the Central City Citizen. Okay. That's interesting. That's funny. I should probably talk about Chester and Allegra. Who are Chester and Allegra? Allegra. Oh, okay, wait. Chester's the new hip science guy. Allegra is the Hispanic hire. Um, Because <laughs> uh, they oh, lost Cisco Valdez and then uh, or Carlos Valdez when they lost Carlos Valdez and then bringing Chester P. Runk. These characters Chester are okay. These characters are okay. My issue is they kept they within spring the these plots between like Chester and Allegra. Cecile, whatever Cecile's doing, whatever Iris is doing, and then Barry. So you're getting kind of like a quarter, a quarter uh flash throughout this whole thing. Yeah, uh I and I guess that's the one thing about like the team aspect. Like, like there there was a much tighter team aspects of the show earlier in the time and that that roster of characters just got more bloated and you had more and more people to serve yeah and they didn't know how to do it plus 
Like you're you're trying to serve such a parade of main characters, then you have to also serve the villain of the story, and then they're and you yeah. know they're getting you know they're getting edicts from Warner Brothers in general. Yes, right. Who's also doing their own kind of messed up universe? Because we knew that for uh, there were several points in which the Arrowverse was affected, having characters killed off because they're about to be introduced in live action stuff like that. Right, um, and um. Realize uh, Boomerang came back after all the <laughs> after yeah after uh other Boomerang died and and because of and because of silly real life shit we lost both Disney's in the end and then and then we had to do new shit yeah so like it, it was a series seemingly falling on itself it was like the longest like when an old person falls it's just like a prolonged <laughs> descent um. It says Joe and Cecile get engaged in the finale. I'll tell you that. I thought they were married. That's why I told you that. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're uh, just like how the Flash left us, we we're going to leave you guys completely unsatisfied by not ah! covering the last episode. <laughs> um, but we're dropping our several roses. Several roses. Random stuff, GT. What are you gonna? What do you remember about the Flash? What are you? What are you? What are you taking back from the Flash? It could be moments. It could be quotes. I'm always gonna remember. You can't lock up the darkness. Oh my! What did you say? You can't lock up the darkness. I always remember science and with the power of science. I'll. I'll. I. I guess I'll just always remember. Just like. A really good show that probably knew how to tell its stories better when they were dealing with a in an inept character and his found family more than the actual like height of the comic book superherodom of it all. I can see that. Yeah. He almost stopped learning. Or stopped Yeah. Stop pursuing the fact that he may not know everything. Um, and just like, yeah, and then and then just things just get dumber and dumber, and and we have to find new ways to make interesting villains. It's and that's difficult, man. Oh, Malcolm Gilmore is the name of Eddie Thorne. Okay, character. Um, I. Like I said, I very, I really think that this show set a good standard. I just wish it would have been able to keep it. I, I will always remember the music. I always remember that musical note. I always mm-hmm. remember when it's done in piano because we're in the hallway and we have to talk. I'll remember when, um, Barry tells Joe he doesn't want to go save his mom because he might lose Joe sure. as a father, and Joe's right. like, "What do you?" You're never gonna lose me, all right? You hear me? <laughs> you hear me? You're never gonna lose me. I was like, oh, Joe West. Um, they, I, I, I will never forget how truly firing on all cylinders this show was in season one. How yeah. likable everyone was. How we were all a bit curious, all a bit optimistic. Like maybe the world was in general. Who knows? But yeah, man. Um, I'm gonna miss this show, but more so like an ex. I'm gonna miss what I think I remember of this show. 
not what this show, <laughs> possibly not what this show is, but the moments I had with it um, at its peak. It's, it starts so well. Absolutely. I, I will ar- almost argue that there's no other show that, that starts and ends as mm. well. Doom, Doom Patrol uh, pleased me. Doom Patrol's uh, at the end of the season one pleased me because it just left yeah. me in the middle of nowhere, and I was like, okay. And it's just, <laughs> and, and and there's a lot, there's a lot of different to build. Yeah, yeah. Um, but pouring one out for my homie Barry Allen, the fastest man alive, mm-hmm. and the rest of Team Flash. Thank you for 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 everything. Thank you for starting up the Particle Accelerator eighteen million times, breaking the timeline <laughs> way more times than you probably should have. Uh, seeing your parents die and people with faces of the ones you love die, multiple different realities and multiple different timelines, having friends stab you in the back for multiple different timelines and having yourself having to kill yourself at one point. Uh, yeah, man. Hell of a show. Uh, this was a hell of an episode. I can't wait to we give this some time and see this last episode. Um, but yeah, next week we will be covering Spider-Verse. It's going to be like jam-packed. It's going to be like Spider-Verse next week. Jesus and then Christ. two weeks after that is The Flash. Oh, you mean the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Not, not that book. book is a lot. The book is a lot. I think, we, I think we've covered it. We're not cover, we haven't covered Spider-Geddon yet. Um, which, that one is less. I agree. I think the first one's a bit thin. I, okay, on a reread, I was like, this is like, this is by a thread. It's entertaining thread. <laughs> but, it's by, you know but it's by a thread man you pull uh, that thread of logic a little bit more but anyway um it is like, like okay like well, the moment you ask that question you have to ask 12 more and then it's just a mess yes yes and you shouldn't want to you really don't want to ask questions um uh in in your in your fantasy like it all should just kind of flow should right. feel like a lived in a lived in world you know uh, but we were going to say goodbye to the CW version of Central City uh, jitters and and, yes. and all that jazz. And I'm um, going to try to remember to say uh, to say goodbye to my uh, uh, CW version of um, uh, that not, Big Belly Burger. It's not Metropolis. It's uh, oh, that's a Big Belly Burger. <laughs> what's the other one? Um, it's, it's not Metropolis City, right? Star City? National City. National City was... National um, City. Yeah. Generic as hell. <laughs> National yeah, it's City. Not, it's not great. It doesn't even make sense. <laughs> no. Didn't National you get rid of National City. City? Didn't you get rid of National City when they did Crisis? Didn't they just, didn't they just get smushed into uh, Metropolis? No, because um, they make a whole point of saying that she was going to help out with Metropolis when Superman goes to the not Krypton planet so that Lois could give birth safely. But that's all pre-crisis, ain't it? No, it's after crisis that they leave. But when they come back from crisis, they have twins. Remember? Superman's walking down the street and he calls and he's like, the boys. He's like, boys? Like, they had one boy. Because, um, Heatwave is babysitting at, on cri- in crisis. Heatwave has the baby. Has uh, I think they. Parts. I, I could have swear there was something where they established that like that would have made too much sense. GT. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> you I connect the dots that weren't there because <laughs> they refused to. Because I have a, a, a sort I, of masochistic I, I, need for logic. I vaguely remember because of the whole Lex Luthor thing that there was some that he's not in National City at the end season uh season whatever of Supergirl. <laughs> I think I twisted my ankle in that pot, plot hole. Ah. Um, um, <laughs> let me know if you see anything about uh, Supergirl. But for all intents and purposes, oh, also got to mention, possibly one of the coolest moments. This is the only Flash that would have met the 90s Flash and the film Flash. You know, like this Flash connected all Flashes. Yeah, you got to meet yeah, John Wesley Ship and Ezra Miller, and that's pretty damn amazing. And I know it's they say, the one f- do, do, do they do they get the Smallville one in there? They probably do. It's probably like some uh, some Vertigo attic <laughs> somewhere. Uh, but yeah, man, I'll see you, uh, Scarlet Speedster, and we'll be back next week for Spider Verse. But as you know. Each and every week, we try to do our best to provide free content as part of the Major Issues Podcast, which is available at comicbookclick.com. Also available there are articles written by us, um, merchandise you can buy. Just click that Shop CBC link. You can get to our Patreon over there. The Major Issues Podcast is available wherever podcasts are found. Podbean, mm-hmm. Stitcher, Podcast Addict, the Apple Podcast app, TuneFind, YouTube, Spotify, and more. Just Google Major Issues Podcast or go to comicbookclick.com and everything. All our links are all over there. Uh, so go ahead and check us out. Rate and review us on iTunes. If you get a chance, it's free and helps us get our a bigger listenership. Um, and yes, buy some merch, become a Patreon, and uh, check us out. Comic Book Click. Google it. We're everywhere. Um, GT, you have anything you'd like to plug? Um, uh, come listen to us every week over there at, at, at Dirt Sheet Radio, where me and uh, John Escudero, aka Yogi, talk about the weekly happenings in professional wrestling. Tomorrow's episode is going to be a doozy. Yes, uh, exploding oh, super kick of a doozy. A supposedly doozy. As you try to uh, review, are you reviewing all three major Memorial Day weekend events? Um, so we both saw Double or Nothing and Night of Champions. I decided to watch Battleground as a man who had eight hours of an overnight shift to find something to do with. Right. And I also still, for the sake of completion, I actually haven't even seen all of Night of Champions because I didn't get to to Trish and Becky. Yeah. Uh, that's the only match I haven't seen. Plus, I wanted to watch the the finals of the the best of Super Junior tournament in, in Japan. So there's one oh, match wow. there I have to get to, and I'm just this is a lot. Um, it's gonna be a long show. Yep, and I just had to, and I just ran you through nine seasons of the Flash. So I hope your memory's sharp about everything that happened this weekend. If you had to pick the match of the weekend, what was it? I've not. Uh, I've, I've like vaguely seen some of this stuff because I was out all this weekend. Yes, yes, you were. Ah, oh, if I had to pick one match that was the best of the weekend that I actually have seen, it probably would be. Um, 
it might be no, because even then, there's something about that annoys me. It might be that stupid four pillars match, and I don't even think it was that great. I hear, I heard it at least uh, invigorated the crowd to a degree. Yeah, um, a close second might be, might be the uh, might be the mellow blonde match. I don't know. Yeah. I got Bomb Breaker's a very Bomb Breaker's a very slow heel. I saw uh, a clip of old, <laughs> as you can probably uh, imagine. I, I seen a clip of old Julius throwing people around still. Yeah, for like eight minutes. Yeah, I was like, this is this out of control. I don't know what I don't know what that boy eats when he's on. Um, and I and I got I sought out uh, before my flight um, Elias match because I'm a big fan, and I just I just that that was a, that was violent. That was a very good one. I just love his 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 the his, the recklessness. It, if there's any god in this world, <laughs> yeah. and we will know, um, I, I I before I perish from this earth, I want to see Ilya Dragunov against Brian Danielson. I just think Somehow, I, I, way. I concern myself with the decisions of that man, and if he can be wheeled in. I agree, but I wonder. <laughs> I think he thinks. And I think rightfully so that he is being held back for either aesthetics or language. And the only real language Fabio, that really Fabio. got him over is the violence. And, and and some of the wackiness of the. Yes. And some of the wackiness. That, but, actually, because you know what? We talked about it on DSR a little bit because John believes uh, through whatever sources or rumors or whatever that mm-hmm. they may want to throw him into Imperium and while that makes sense aesthetically I think that fitting him into the Imperium box means taking away a lot of that character I do as well and that's a shame yeah because some of the silliness of the of the hand movements and the facial expressions and the weird like point at the camera but i guess that but i but i guess that's also the point right like stripping him of that would effectively make him more healers because you like it would but it also just be like it would also just make him the least interesting version of him which i guess like is ludwig kaiser (laughs) yeah (laughs) um to a degree yes uh like I, i i Oh, who did I say this about? I forget, but uh oh, it was Joe. Where uh-huh. where people were talking about like Joe would be a perfect like guy to put into the BCC, and I was just like, yes, but he'd also be the perfect guy to like fight them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like maybe we should maybe it's better maybe we're better off having this guy that kind of fits that mold, also just be the guy to just th- like be the dude launching rocks in the other direction. It's about uh, creating these interesting matches on both sides, or you could just make Black Adam fight Superman. You know, you can go either way with it. I guess nowadays. Oh, but yes, tune into Dirty Radio. That one go. Never tune into Dirty Radio this week, where uh, Greg, Nick, and TMZ's own Jonathan Escudero, aka Yogi, uh, will be <laughs> talking about this week in wrestling. Get your comics. Uh, Nick fill. got to be on TMZ as well. Nick, oh yeah, he did. Uh, he Nick, did. TMZ's own Nick. Uh, I I refused. <laughs> you're, you're, did you? Yeah. Out and out. Hey, listen. Yeah, you gotta I, keep your stuff 
tight, bro, because next thing you know, they're outside with, with those cameras and get pretty dodgy. Uh, uh, that's a hard pass. You got uh, scotches in those concerts? What about them scandals, bro? Uh, just listen. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to get found out, but if you do, like I said, tune into Dirt Sheet Radio. Those guys are an absolute blast. Some of my best friends and uh, talking about some of the silliest stuff and some of the best stuff in pro wrestling. So go ahead and check uh, check that out there. Um, as you know, we're at facebook.com slash comic book click, Instagram at comic book click, and you can use the hashtag comic book click to talk about the newest hostilities and greatest things that come to comic books and comic book media. We're at Major Issue CBC on Twitter and at Major Issue CBC on Twitch. And I'll say this live on the podcast to uh, see your reaction. I am enjoying Avengers a lot more with the better skins than I was. <laughs> Now that they gave everything <laughs> that, away. That I was without it. Uh, so you might see me on Twitch. Uh trying to trying to see the love that uh, GT was able to find. Squeeze the blood out of the stone that is Avengers. Uh, so I made your issue CBC on it's Twitter. Just a I, I, fun Twitch. game, right? If you, if you strip all the other stuff away from it, it totally is. Once it get literally, if you just like keep keep pressing start and just go, it's an incredibly fun game, and a uh, cool cast of characters, and uh, it's cool doing the power ups. It's cool. It's more fun when your the... friends are idiots. Yes. <laughs> uh, which I mean, I guess we're lucky to have. So go to. Uh... <laughs> At Major Issue CBC on Twitch and on TikTok, I think. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Um, if I'm free, I'll jump on with you. Hey, there, hey there, there you go. Um, but yeah, that's going to be all for this episode. Like I said, jump on the bandwagon before the bandwagon becomes full. I've been to the future where Combo Click becomes the latest and greatest, hottest thing to ever come to Combo's Combo Media. And I can't tell you how we do it, because then I would break the timeline, just like Barry. Mess all things up. Next thing you know, The Rock is playing the reverse Flash and the Flash, because he he would demand that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And nobody wants that to happen. So, like I said, join us each and every week. Become part of the Click. Um, My name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. I'm Greg Thomas, a.k.a. GT Rebirth. And this has been our goodbye to CW's The Flash. And remember, whether you are the Scarlet Speedster, the Streak, the Blur, or the Fastest Man Alive, a doppelganger, a speed clone, a time remnant, a multiversal variant, or the one and only, remember, you can't lock up the darkness, GT. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> remember, we are The Flash. And always remember that you, yes, you are worthy run barry run